If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. It's your time. Oh, it's your time. Oh, 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 oh. it's your time. Oh, you may have to cry Thank you so much to I can't believe she did that for this for me this week. Thank you to Karen Clark Shear for coming into the studio singing this week uh, my intro because it's my turn to produce the week show this week. So she said it's your time. Thank you, Karen. And, and I, I like can to... hear you playing this while laying whilst laying on your marble fountain kitchen. I like okay. to call it white privilege. Uh, <laughs> So thank you, Karen, for singing me into this week's episode Ooh, of The Friend Karen Zone, Clark, she your is. weekly look into all things mental health, because that's literally why she did. She came in to sing me into the show this week, because it's my <laughs> turn to produce the show this week. It's my time. So welcome to The Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things. That's it. Ain't no tie-in. The bitch brought me in. So welcome to, welcome to The Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental holiness. Because mm. who in the hell wants a not their time brain? <laughs> not me. Hey, friend. Hey, Sunday. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm tired today. Are you? <laughs> and not even tired. Like a. It's just like the world. It's just a mm-hmm. lot going on. I've had yes. to try to not be online as much because there's like four wars. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, goodness, Lord. It's a heavy time, but I love our show because you guys are the light in my day. <laughs> yeah. Praying for Ukraine, praying for the Africans in Ukraine, um, praying for the families, everybody over there. Just praying for Ukraine, especially, though, the Africans who we've been seeing have been uh, denied access to transportation out of Ukraine. Um, the motherfuckers are literally over there telling them, no, you black, you will walk. That's what they're telling them. So praying for them. Um, praying for Somalia too. Praying for I, Somalia. I was reading that we praying bombed for, them for, just this week. So it's just a lot. It's a lot. 
Yeah, we're just praying, know. even though that, you know, we doing what we can. So shout out to everybody. And um, yeah, where we go from here? <laughs> well, right, you're like, well, that was today's show. God <laughs> damn. You guys have a great week. <laughs> well, shit. I, uh, well, let's... I was- um, I, I just wanted to Go take. Ahead. I just want to real quick, friend. I, I know this is not an appropriate mm-hmm. tie-in, so I'm going to make it an awkward tie-in. I have been um, revisiting some shows this week because I had to log off as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a show that I did not watch, and you told us that we should watch, and I watched, and I was like, "Oh, this next season is good." I just wanted to make a quick point about how all these shows like came, like um, Love Is Blind and The Circle, and we enjoyed them for like a season and two, and then we said, "Fuck it." But you stuck with Love is Blind, and um, I came back too, and, it and is uh, good. you were right. <laughs> so I just want so the second season is good. It the is. second season is it's, good. It's What's messy. everybody been bitching about? Because I saw I'm everybody complaining. I'm convinced about the the experts that like supposedly figure out how to match people based on their values, their uh-huh. needs, their you know whatever. Whatever it is, they match them on. I feel like they threw that out the window and was just like, "Fuck it, let's just so make Russia TV." Hacked them too. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was just it's just messier this time around. Like yeah. people are a lot looser with you know. Talk, I mean, it's, I don't. I hate to say a lot looser. Let me let me run that back. People are not as accepting, rather, of the talking to multiple people in the pods as much. I feel like, or it's they are being accepting of it, but then the people that so you are can having, talking talking to somebody else is cheating. Well. Well, they get, get sensitive and, about it. Or if you choose someone else because the other person chose somebody else, so it's like you settling for a consolation See, prize. See, now that's the part I don't fuck like, with, though, because like I ain't... There was... What's that quote that people post on Tumblr? I'm not your option. <laughs> right. I'm the a options, priority. The options is a cute thread this season. No, listen, cause... Dustin, it's one thing to talk to multiple people because that's the point of the show like you're literally dating 14 people at the same time because you're trying to figure out just by the sound of their voice and their conversation who you match with right and sometimes obviously you might match with two or three or one or two and and then kind of be torn because of parents (laughs) and be torn And that's not the problem like there people tend to be open about that but the problem is if I pick if I pick you and say, if I if I'm torn between you and Asante, but decide that you're the one that I want to like full throttle pursue, and then I ooh, propose ooh, to ooh. you, and mm-hmm. you tell me no because you like someone else, and then I go back to Asante <laughs> and say, hey, I want to marry you, Asante. That makes sense. And then look, look, no. look, Dustin, Dustin, no. look, look, and then when we leave the pods, right? You and Fran meet up <laughs> and decide, and, and we then have you decide a little later. After she and I went back to you, yeah, after, and after, after, after you I didn't choose her too. Asante, and he said yes, mm-hmm. and he cried and said yes because he knows he was my second choice. <laughs> and then me and you gonna go flirt in front of him. <laughs> oh no, because that's where it gets fucked it's like, up. Right, they there. was fucked up in the pods, and then it happens like multiple times again after they meet. <laughs> like I was like, and then, Wait, I, and then I make what? fun of your ring, Dustin. That the oh my god, when he made fun of that ring, you. that nigga said that's not the ring you wanted. He didn't say that was the ring. <laughs> he was like, I wouldn't have got you that ring. It's just like, come oh, on. Oh, they black. Yeah, oh, there's a black well, couple. Oh, half right. of that combo is black. <laughs> oh, Lauren and Cameron came back. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs>
This is but a yes, very friend, you was right. Tangent, I'm so sorry. I'm so show. glad that we pivoted that way. Uh, friend, back to you. No, right. <laughs> if, if you're looking for something to escape with, I think Love is Blind season one and two, if you have never watched, will definitely get the job done for you. But with that being love said. Love will the only thing blind. <laughs> love will never do without you, honey. That's what Janet said. And you see she got baby Issa. <laughs> I forgot that's what she named him. <laughs> baby Issa. So, <laughs> last that's week. That's Issa J. Jackson. <laughs> Is her baby name Jackson? It's not, is it? I don't think so. <laughs> no, he Jackson. Got, yeah, it's like a, it's a um. That would be kind of fly though. Because mm-hmm. especially if you're not with the dad anymore, you just and give me your last Jackson. name. And it's a Jackson. Yes, Issa Jackson. Issa Jackson. <laughs> Can we Issa name this Jackson. episode that? Yeah. Issa Jackson. <laughs> Look, you can tell we are deliriously exhausted today. <laughs> like Simba Just holding a little baby bags. up, like Simba or blanket. Remember, her brother? She, the way, the way. Well, he got in trouble for that. Remember yeah, he holding the, over the balcony? People, were but like, I believe that's when people came up with that in a chokehold phrase because the way he had blanket, motherfucking ass over there, Michael Jackson, he had blanket. He had blanket looking like that pic, like the like Rosie. He was holding him like Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> over that goddamn, over that motherfucking rail. I said, damn, Issa Jackson. So I think that's what Janet oh, got Lord. the name from. Last week's episode, we had the amazing positive discipline, conscious parenting educator, uh, Natasha yeah. Nelson, who joined us. Clap for her. Yes. She was such an amazing guest. You know that you and her have the same birthday, Dustin? April 10th. Wow. Oh, no, I'm lying. Oh. I'm This will let you know that my timing is off. I'm thinking we're in April right now. <laughs> oh, hers is we're March, March. Okay. Oh, she Her birthday is in March, not April. Yes, she okay. is. Shout out to March the Pisces 15. babies. But she it's her birthday this month, not next month. And she is having a sale on her website. It's called, even though it's not her birthday now, which I think is hilarious, but she's having a super <laughs> <her> birthday, birthday. <laughs> super birthday discount code, 50% birthday. off all some of her offerings. Before I get into which one she's uh, giving a discount for, Make sure you check out her website at supernovamama.com. That's right. Uh, it was perfect, actually, because at the end of our episode last week, she was able to get the site up and running. I was like, holler at that because nice. that was divine timing. The website is S-U-P-E-R-N-O-V-A-M-O-M-M-A.com. And she has positive discipline workshops and courses. She does one-on-one consultations. And she has this principal pdf poster set um where she calls it the calming corner and you can use that you know normally when parents put their kids on timeout and make them stare at a wall Mm -hmm. but right one of the two (laughs) (laughs) obviously that is not within her practice so she calls it a time in which i like it's a reframing (laughs) where instead of staring you know in the corner like i hate when people make their kids do that That she created a (laughs) They little shoulders be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> they be looking at their sneakers. As I get out this corner. She created a corner with like cushions and these posters that she puts up on the wall. And the way she describes it on her site, she says, this set allows children to identify their emotions and feelings, 
pick a coping strategy and work on focusing on a solution in a safe and sensory positive space. Um, she says, just like with math and reading, there's a fundamental foundation to emotional intelligence and management. And my favorite part is that when you look at the poster sets, it's these cute kids with all these natural hairstyles. <laughs> so not only do the kids, you know, have an opportunity to pick a coping strategy, kind of get a, a sense of what they're feeling because it says like happy, sad and all the different range of emotions. Um, but it's a cool way for your kids to also feel seen because a lot of times those posters with the, you know, when you go to the hospital and they give you like the, are you happy, sad, or the range of pain, it's always <clears throat> either smiley faces or white kids. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to see, right. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> nice to see that she's uh, created the them with our communities in mind. So they have the posters that are all black kids, and then you can also have a poster set that has uh, multicultural children I love with this. different shades, different skin shades and tones, and different hairstyles. So something Fifty shades for, for are everyone. bad. <laughs> bad kids come in every shade, <laughs> so they can be in trouble together. Look like I'm an eyeshadow so palette, just bad kids. <laughs> Open it up. <laughs> so definitely check her out. Um, right now, she's giving you fifty percent off of those. Uh, principal PDF poster sets. Wow, children. say that five times. Principal PDF um, posters of punishable children. <laughs> of punishable, principal PDF posters of punishable pupils. <laughs> so, <laughs> so type in discount code super birthday at checkout and you will get 50% off of those posters. And once again, she's offering one-on-one -on -one virtual consultations. If you're an educator who's trying to figure out a restructuring for your classroom or just a parent who needs some nudging, mm -hmm. some, uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one hand holding <laughs> through this conscious for your parenting. Bad ass children. <laughs> as well as workshops and courses. If you're someone that learns better visually or in groups, she has something for everyone supernovamama.com and that is the black business of shout out to her right yes, a episode. And speaking of last week's episode titled conscious parenting featuring natasha nelson we I were joined by the title that <laughs> <laughs> he laughed himself out of that joke like I said, we were joined by certified positive discipline educator and founder of Supernova Mama, Natasha Nelson, where we discussed using presence, engagement, and mindfulness to drive our parenting choices. Of course, those of you listening had a lot to say. It was an incredible episode, might I add. Really loved the mm -hmm. conversation that we facilitated. Um, definitely in my top five. Like top period. five, top five, top five. <laughs> top five for, for friend zone. Which is good to which is awesome to feel that like even as we're almost seven years in the game and still creating episodes that we can be this proud of. So shout out to us, shout out to Natasha Nelson. But Asante, who stood out to you? Well, shout out to all of you out there because so many of you enjoyed the conversation. It was actually really cool going through all the comments and seeing how many people aren't parents but were loving the conversation as well mm -hmm. as how many people were parents and got uh, great advice from the show. So it's great to show the range from both sides, but I always have to stay true to myself. So this is who I chose. On the SoundCloud streets, I want to give a shout out to Miss Jen because her comment says, Y'all must not have ever seen Doubling Down with the Derricos. 
They are a black family with 14 kids. They have to travel in a passenger van with multiple car seats and everything. Now, I had never heard of this. I just saw the commercial, funny enough. On, I think, really? Lifetime? No, not Lifetime. TLC. Hey, look, that's an appropriate TLC. channel. TLC. <laughs> Lifetime. That's how long you're going to be burping babies and wiping asses. Lifetime. Lifetime. No, but, but some of them Seriously. are like twins and triplets. So yeah, it's, they're, she... it's, it's well, a I bunch of multiples. They're, they're literally, yeah. they're 14 kids, but they're all multiple. So it's like a bunch of triplets and, and, and doubles. So what's uh, that? Twins, Seven doubles. pregnancies? That's wild. Like That is a, a uterus of... That is a when I tell you a, a <laughs> allegedly tank. all natural. That Shout out to her tank. too because yes. that's all natural. Wow! Oh, fourteen wow, kids, wow, including wow. quintuplets, conceived oh, naturally. Oh wow! The birth of their triplets brings the couple new challenges that will test everything they know about parenthood. So this is they're in their third them season. Three. Why are they wow. put it on them? All these motherfucking children and these the three that's going to pose the new challenges. <laughs> This how it happened. <laughs> this why them three ain't gonna like them other thirty three because of this right here. You talking about these three posed a new challenge? Oh, really? What they did differently? If anything, it should be easier. At this point, it should be easier. Like y'all need to have a system down mean? by now. <laughs> like Jennifer Williams, and these kids gonna sound just like that clip of Sante of Jennifer Williams. It's supposed to be a sisterhood. And right now, I'm not feeling like it's a sisterhood. I just want to understand. <laughs> What is it like to walk into the living room and you got fourteen <laughs> children living room? sitting there walking on hot coals? You can't even use the bathroom because somebody else is probably the, always going to be in there. You have all fourteen kids waiting for you to feed them Looking three times you. a day, every day. <laughs> wow! And it's multiple, so it's a bunch of them going through something at this. You can't catch a break. I mean, it's. <laughs> Five first periods, five, three, you know what I'm saying? Bar misses. <laughs> it's all that shit at once. <laughs> and the mess, chin. the mess. I see the mess that one kid makes, two, three, four. Imagine 14. So you know this what? Show, more power to them. Uh, this show is on watch. TLC. Literally they are on season three. I'm going to check it out, Miss Jen. <laughs> me too. Actually. That was too interesting to me when I fell into that rabbit hole. But there were a lot of <laughs> great comments. So it was really hard choosing because I know so many of y'all found this valuable. But doubling down with the Derricos took me out. I was like, Fort. That's the name of the family. Wait, I think I've the, heard of it. Is this Karen a new and Beyond Derrico? It uh, is. It's his third season, season three. Oh, it's there in season three. Oh, season shit, three. I wonder how many kids they had when they started. <laughs> right, because season three is the birth of their triplets, I think. Wow. So I guess they had just been, they just, I don't know. They, it's just too much. But yeah, that's what I found out there in them streets. Brad, what did you find out there and what did they have to say? Okay. Well, to kind of uh, piggyback on that, uh, <laughs> Ajalon or Ajalon, I hope I'm saying your name right. <clears throat> Ajalon Mims on SoundCloud said, LOL at the generation before us. My dad is the middle child of 17 kids. Same parents. I just <laughs> fell out like Mary J. Blige at the Super Bowl. <laughs> 17? <laughs> Whoa. 17 Like kids. the magazine. Damn, 17. Mm. But you know what's cool, though? When y'all are all adults 
and y'all get together, that must be fun as yeah, hell. Yeah, so you can make sure none of your kids meet randomly and end up fucking around. You <laughs> oh, know what I'm saying? No. You can, y'all, y'all got to have family And that happens, so too. Sure. I told y'all when my, um, <laughs> who was it that died? When my, I think it was when my grandfather died and one of my stepbrothers, who I'd never met, <laughs> I don't know who invited him. I guess he had gotten close with somebody in my family because my dad has a lot of kids. And... Mm-hmm. He asked my aunt, who's that fine-ass girl talking to me? And my aunt said, your sister. (laughs) He was ready to... He (laughs) He just started heaving. Ready to throw the fuck up. I'm like, this is the problem. Well, friend, you do look good, though. If that, to me, that, I, I mean, that's, I the, get that's it, the nugget you know. of the story. You know what I'm saying? How good you must have been looking. You know what I'm saying? To really, I mean, to really light a fire. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I understood the brother, literally. Yeah, there but. you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to AI Long because that is a big family. I also picked. Um, gg05 who said absolutely loving this episode thank you friend zone for having tosh on i'm 39 hey friend 82 babies shout out to you with a two-year-old and really trying hard to figure out how to be a better parent i get so torn with incorporating parenting aspects of how i grew up with whoopings (laughs) little rewards but lots of love and affirmations with other ways of parenting that my husband would say is white people shit, like timeouts or gentle talks. Listening to this episode was so eye-opening and definitely revealing. Recently, my two-year-old daughter told her friend's teenage daughter, I'm going to pop you when she saw the teenager play fighting with her sister. Oh, my God, I was so embarrassed because it was very telling of what I've been saying to her. (laughs) Nevertheless, I'm learning every day and I'm aware of what I need to work on. Again, so grateful to you guys with this one. And I will definitely be following Supernova Mama Tosh. Love That's so awesome. I loved all the parents who just felt like this was very useful information for them. That makes me happy because I think of how many lives are going to be altered after that conversation. And you know what? Excuse me. Not even just the parents, but the way that you can integrate that information into all your relationships. Because mm-hmm. I saw valuable gems just as me being the child of a parent yeah. and how we talk to each other now, even within your relationships, whether they're romantic friendships, you can use those positive and conscious. It's really just conscious engagement. Period. Right, yeah. In the, the bedroom, the too, role play. I mean, now if you touch me there, <laughs> stop it. So that I'm gonna tell is, you what's gonna happen. <laughs> that is. Where... So do you want to touch me there, or do you want to take it? <laughs> now we transition somehow to Dustin's Twitter streams. Somehow, what did you find out here? Keep it real short, sweet. First of all, shout out to friend of the show, they uh, Carrie. Twitter handle Carrie. they got Carrie yes, who tweeted Britney Jean down at Hallover Beach. <laughs> Y'all saw that picture. No. Everybody knows Hallover Beach is the new beach in Miami. And so oh, there's Lord. a picture of Britney Spears on the beach that she uploaded to her Instagram account today. And she's got like emojis over her tits. So she's like covered, you know, covering herself up. But Come she's on, bucking Brittany, naked on the out beach. Out of her conservatorship and having a blast. And this is what y'all wanted. Y'all said <laughs> the, the words literally free Britney. And this is the freest <laughs> I've ever seen Britney. So <laughs> I love to see it. And so should y'all. Also, 
Um, shout out to at Bayella, B-A-A-E-L-A underscore the Black L. Woods, who said, look at Dustin, Judy Dench and Dionne Warwick could be sisters. And according to this picture. What? The resemblance is just Stop it. I don't. No, I see that. (laughs) They just have the same haircut. Now I want to see uh, Dionne Warwick in a Bond movie. Right. (laughs) They both could do cats again, but it could be like old cats. Cool. I have to see Dionne in a Bond movie now. Okay. Bitch, <laughs> if you don't give me them damn files and get the hell out of my office. Sorry. Because that's how Judy Dish was acting on that. Better stay out of my office. Don't come in. <laughs> also, I want to give a um, one last shout out or one last Twitter street highlight to Zach Fox at Zach Fox. Z-A-C-K-F-O-X. Oh, he is a riot yeah. on Twitter. Who said homophobia is so crazy. You could dress exactly like the Isley Brothers did in the 70s. And some nigga who don't wash the butt part of his jeans gonna comment, <laughs> they got you too, with a sad <laughs> with a sad face emoji. <laughs> they got you too. He's so funny to follow. And to see that he's funny <clears throat> as fuck as an actor too is funny. Yes. Love to see it. So those are my highlights from the Twitter streets, friend. Okay, and I'm, before we get into the episode, I also want to thank everyone who came out to our live stream last week on yes. Patreon. That was super cute. Um, we hung out really with our was. sister Kia. We had a blast as we always do. We who deserves her own random round of applause. Yes. yes. We love you, Kia. And you're such a, 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 a great contributor to the conversation. So classy. Always. So damn funny, too. Yes. Like, unexpectedly funny as hell. Because yes. she's, you know, the academic one out of the crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's also <laughs> the funniest. But I love Kia. And she be we praying and stuff. So sometimes you might think Kia be, you know, really taking things, you know what I'm saying, to heart. But Kia is funny. Then. Even her prayers sometimes I mean, be funny. If you if you really read them, I've been needing to talk to her too. about that, too. Like some of her, uh, <laughs> some of the stuff she be saying in her prayers, I know she be cracking a little jokey joke. I, pip, I catch it. So, you know. I love her. We had so much fun. Um, obviously, we had fun with y'all in the chat because y'all be cracking so many jokes. We even had some people hack into it. Or, or no, it was because the link was accidentally public and they was writing some crazy shit. So, we were laughing about that. We luckily, you know, were able to make light of it. But it was a blast, as always. Um, the next one will be next month, obviously. It's every month. The oh, last this month. This month. month. Oh, my God, girl. What <laughs> it was so short, you, you know. <laughs> new month, new blessings, okay. new live stream. <laughs> 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 and that's oh. a perfect ending to that. <laughs> Friend, that's uh, patreon.com forward slash the friend zone podcast. Make sure you guys sign up just to get our weekly content. We have, I actually just did a, a new episode with Antoinette Henry. Shout yes. out to our booze. We had like a. <laughs> <laughs> Antoinette Henry of Around the Way Curls and the what is it Friends with Benefit on See the Thing Is Pod, yes, the yes. monthly Friend with Benefit. And um, shout out to her for that expansion too. We love to see it. Um, we just had like a girls chat. You know, Antoinette is that friend of mine who is still very, as I call it, bright eyed and bushy tailed yes. when it comes to love. She's just mm-hmm. very hopeful, very romantic and honestly it's refreshing because most people are jaded and just not into it and i love to see how excited she still gets to talk about dating and men and love so we had a little chit chat just something lighthearted and fun and playful 
Um, she is a fellow Love Jones fanatic. <laughs> so you can imagine the kind of conversation we had. But oh, it was very Lord. fun. It just went up. So make sure you check that out. We have warning signs. We have ETA with Asante. Yes. Um, so the lot to cover from gaming to love to pop culture topics, anime, music. You got it. It's there. As well as the video version of our weekly podcast so you get a lot a lot a big bang for your buck (laughs) so once again that's patreon.com forward slash the friend zone podcast and now sir dustin yes this is the part karen was talking about it's your (laughs) time that's right it's my time (laughs) that's right Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them, but time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today so it's my week this week i get to lead the uh, discussion and i so look forward to this because i get to kind of pick your brains and tap in on mm-hmm. a different frequency 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 <laughs> frequency so <clears throat> this week let's have a discussion this ain't really true crime this is more like the friend zone true story just some shit that really have tripped me out so we're gonna Uh-oh. take a deep dive and just discuss it and um, get your thoughts on a different level about relationships and some other stuff. So, okay. So let me ask you guys a question. Do you know who Noel Jones is? No. Mm-mm. Do you, Asante? Noel Mm-mm. Jones. It sounds familiar. Okay. I feel like I should. Well, Noel Jones, he's a black man. He's a brother. Okay. One of the people that Angie Stone was singing about in that song. <laughs> um, he is an American <laughs> friends laughing already. Because I'm hearing the song. okay so uh but noel jones is an american minister okay and he's actually a pentecostal bishop all right okay he's in his 70s okay um he is the bishop of the city of refuge church huge church in la it's out in glendale california or excuse me gardena california um huge church out in la Lots of um, celebrity attendees, I guess, members in the membership, you should say. Um, Over 20,000 people in the membership. This is a mega church. And he's actually been pretty visible over the years. So let me give you a little bit of background about Noel Jones. And then we're going to talk about something that took place in his life recently that kind of made headlines. And we're really going to break it down step by step. Okay, no problem. No, I ain't mad at you. Look, that's why the guy gave you the WW and the third W. Okay? <laughs> wow. Now, 
Noel Jones was born in Jamaica. His father was a bishop, okay? Um, and his mother was his mother. <laughs> and he actually, he had, there were seven of them total. And guess who one of his sisters, now his name is Noel Jones. Guess what one of his sister's first names was? Mike. Grace. Grace. Grace His Jones. sister, Mike. Mike Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so close, friend. Close to you know one. <laughs> close. <laughs> Because you might not you know, be in some Houston. Some people are edgy. And, and, the, and the roles is still La Vian. Okay, so Grace Jones. This is Grace Jones for fucking brother, which I thought was incredible. Like, oh, who knew Grace Jones wow. had a brother yeah, that's as a mega pastor today in 2022? Uh, Crazy. Okay? So, uh, yeah, so that gives you a little bit of background on the range amongst the, the siblings in his family, right? Okay. So... He was called to minister at the age of 19, whatever that means. I don't know if it was a collect call. I don't know if it was call waiting and they beeped in and said, hey, no, this me. Come on. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that call is like. I've always wondered when people say, you know, I was called. The Lord called me to, uh, I ain't heard nobody on the PA saying, Dustin, it's time to talk about Bible stuff. You know, I, I ain't been called to minister. But apparently he got the call at 19 years old. So he got called to minister at 19. And by the age of 20, he was married to his first wife, who people okay. believe her her name is Ruth. But it hasn't really been, you know, identified because she stay out the limelight. Um, they got married. They end up having three children and they divorce after about 20 years of marriage. Right. Um, and he was quoted as saying that. His first marriage. Now, mind you, all throughout these years, he's been a pastor. He's worked in a pastoral capacity of a church, leading a flock, so to speak. And he said that one of the reasons that he was divorced from his first wife, the reason their marriage didn't work out, was because when you're married too young, you're still forming. He said he was still forming at 19. And, you know, I mean, they, they, didn't, they just didn't work. But he said, mm -hmm. which I thought that was, you know, you're still forming. And to me, yeah. that's what you need to hear coming from a pastor. But as the story progresses, you'll understand the value of that in this oh, story, right? <clears throat> so... Also, so after this 20 years took place, you know, he did a lot of things that put him kind of like in the limelight and in the forefront of people's visibility, right? One of the mm. things that he did, um, he's been rumored since 2011 to have dated Lisa Ray McCoy off and on, okay? Most people, I don't know if people know this, but when least those rumors of that mega pastor that Lisa Ray was dating, oh, not no, the guy no. over in Turks and Caicos. Yeah, you saw, I was like, wait, no, that was Turks and <laughs> not Caicos. Not the prime minister. Jamaica. Oh, you know, she don't play. It's Lisa <laughs> Ray. But uh, <laughs> she, it was rumored that they had been dating off and on. She had been spotted, like, sitting in the VIP area of the church. Okay. And, you know, they say, I wonder if heaven got a ghetto. Now we know church got a <laughs> VIP. Um, but Lisa Ray was sitting in there, you know what I'm saying? Um, several times. No, that's the title of the episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> church got, church a got a VIP. Church got a VIP. So, okay. So they've been rumored to have been dating off and on over the years and what have you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also he was rumored to be dating NeNe. Him and NeNe Leaks have been rumored to have hung out as well. Okay. When? Um, it's, it gets murky with these timelines, but I'm going to mm. give you the best I got. Uh, the rumors from Lisa Ray started in 2011 and persisted over the next nine years off and on. OK, she was even rumored to have been shopping a reality show about the two of them at the time that was called Keeping Up with the Joneses. So this was known to like be a thing. And every so many years over the next like nine years, those rumors would pop back up about him and her. Now, here's where it gets interesting. 
in 2013, right? So that's two years after he was first rumored to date Lisa Ray. In 2013, and this is where I actually was introduced to Bishop Noel Jones, he starred on an Oxygen reality show called Preachers of L.A. Yes. Right? Him, that's where I know him from. A bunch of people on there, right? Okay, you remember that, Asante, right? Mm-hmm, but you remember Cat, also, you know. <laughs> yeah, on the show, we were introduced to his quote-unquote lady friend who was a woman named Loretta Jones. Um, and at the time, he had been dating, or as they like to call it on this show, friends, because remember, he's a bishop, so you have to lie, essentially, about the, how you title the relationship, term the relationship. Not, not a bishop. I mean, that's what lying. it is. You know what I'm saying? So I heard a BS, well, this is BL. Um so, but they, he, he, remember Asante, he called her his lady friend. You know, you've heard of that remember, kind of shit I before, all, friend. I, I always knew something was weird with him then. Not that there's anything mm-hmm. bad, but like him and her, like they had that relationship and they never spoke on it. And you everybody understand. knew what was going on. That's why I was like, hmm, this is See, interesting. Asante that was why it was so interesting. You picking up what I'm putting down. Right? Oh God. <laughs> and so we met her and, and now remember on the show, now remember the numbers and dates here, right? Preachers of L.A. came out in 2013. On the show, we were introduced to his lady friend, Loretta Jones. And at the time, they had been friends for 16 years. So how y'all been dating for 16 years? But in 2011, it was rumored that Lee, and Lisa Ray was seen in the church. So just, mm, you know, it's, okay. it's, it's adding up, right? Mm. Also, I think this is not related to the story, but it's noteworthy. Did y'all know who sold Preachers of L.A.? To Oxygen, Lemmy Lemmy Plummer um, from uh, Zeus, the guy that owns Zeus Network, the black guy whose parents owned a Christian uh, cable station for all them years. (laughs) And then he took the game and created Zeus. And now that's a billion dollar corporation, literally. Well, one of the first shows that he sold to a network was Preachers of L.A. and Preachers of wow. Detroit. He sold it to Oxygen. So the ties that bind, honey, this is why it's kind of messy because it's got Zeus all up underneath it. But anyway, not really, but before Zeus was Zeus, you know, so right. praise Zeus. Anyway, um, and this was about, hey, Zeus. So um, people thought that on this Ooh. show, I remember it was a big conversation because this people it was an interesting reality show about all these mega practices preachers and uh, mega pastors Fran and Asante who were living these lifestyles some more opulent than others and there was a mm. lot of conversation I don't know if you remember that show Fran but it was a lot of conversation in these streets about the way these pastors were living were not living and the fact that Noel Jones wasn't married to this woman but he was this bishop traveling the world doing television engagements speaking engagements like literally on top of his preacher's game okay but he wasn't married to this woman, and everybody knew it was his girlfriend, but they called each other lady friends of 16 years. I wish you okay? would call me your friend <sighs> after 16 years. It's crazy well, guess that, that what was happened. his storyline. Because thinking back, because literally that was his storyline. Like, everybody, it was about them all overall being preachers and being, like, rock stars for preachers. Like, they showed them, like, praising the Lord, but then they showed them, like, pulling up in Bentleys and stuff like that. And then... It was like the white man and him just having this white church. And I just remember him. I just remember this dude, like, literally them showing him being like a mega star all over the place. And then his friend that everybody knew was his friend. Yeah. Mm. Well, guess what happened, y'all? I'm going to send you some clips. I actually have a clip from they did a spinoff called Preachers of Detroit, friend. And there was a female bishop. It was a female bishop whose husband was living in North Carolina while she was in Detroit. 
And uh, every time he would leave on the weekends to go back to North Carolina, she would be so mad. And there's a clip. Thanks, Harlem. (laughs) (laughs) God, that's what the fuck we're going to have to deal with? (laughs) Anyway, um, but there was a clip of her when her husband was leaving, going through the elevators. And she was like, I don't like you leaving. I'm going to send it to you, friend. (laughs) 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 Anyway, y'all, guess what happened? And this is what we're about to break down. Oh, God. On Sunday, she beat his ass. On Sunday, <laughs> January thirtieth, okay, Bishop Noel Jones, age seventy-two, okay, Sunday, January thirtieth of this here year, twenty twenty-two, in the year of our Lord, uh, Bishop Noel Jones, age seventy-two, proposed to his girlfriend <gasps> Loretta of twenty-five <gasps> years. He proposed to her. Now, you know what. He, Okay, there's there's so much more, friend, that we have to talk about, right? (laughs) The proposal took place. You know, they they video all these church um, sermons and shit now, and people go to online church, especially in the pandemic and all that other stuff. So to me, the the at the addition churches have long done this video conferencing and video church. Y'all know FCBC here in Harlem. (laughs) People watch that at home all the time or whatever because they talk about it when I see them at the bar at brunch later. <laughs> I'm but dead, um, you know, <laughs> FCBC. Yeah, they do, <laughs> but yeah, they, I love FCBC. You know, I actually got cruised at FCBC, but that's another oh? story for another time. <laughs> and me and Drew had a deal. Drew used to be like, "We could go to brunch and get drunk if you go to uh, church with me on Sunday mornings." <laughs> so <laughs> we would go to FCBC and then go to Agave for brunch. It was the best of times. We used to be a country, a proper country. But anyway, <laughs> he proposed, y'all, and it was on video. So this video started circulating <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, and it caught my eye, which is what made me research this, because I could not believe the way that he proposed oh, to no. this woman. And I'm going to break this say, down step by well, step really quick, okay? I'm going to break this down step by step. And that's what we're going to talk about as we go along. And we're, oh, just, we're going to ask each Lord. other a couple of questions about our ideas about years. engagements and things like that. But there is a there was a proposal that took place, like I said, on January 30th. And that's where we're going to break down next. Go ahead, Asante. Just really quickly. Uh, thank you for giving this to me right before you break it down. Mm-hmm. Fran, I found this proposal that Dustin is talking about. And I, I can't even spoil anything for you or for myself even. I've just looked at the comments and <laughs> everybody is ripping this apart. Like oh, it's, it's wasted, a fascinating proposal. She I've wasted never years seen of her life like for a proposal it. like this. My heart aches for her. May the Lord and my ancestors give me the strength to never be this desperate. <laughs> I'm just going to give you that context friend for what we are about to get into. Okay. I'm ready. So please oh, break it down I, for both how, of wait, us. How old are they again? He's he's 72. And they He's seventy-two. I'm okay. not sure how old. Miss Red up there too. Somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So she look good though. <laughs> she does, but she also looks tired. <laughs> I mean, she, I mean, she, she like, been running a long race. Well, let's get into how long the race was. So, in this proposal, <laughs> right? Noel Jones is on the stage addressing, you know, the audience. Um, walking back and forth in his, you know, he commands a certain presence. He's a tall, slender man um, mm-hmm. of a certain age. He's kind of um, 
he's laid back but still up front if that makes sense he's got a, a way about him that i think is intriguing to women and probably a lot of men because the church is full of homosexuals i'm here to tell you <laughs> but uh you know he's got he's got some sort of curb appeal i'll okay. say um and so during this he's 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 on stage and he's addressing the uh audience and he says uh you know that he would have to hurry up and get married because someone is going to have to deal with him drooling and falling out of the bed and needing a wheelchair and they would only agree to do something like that because it wasn't always that way so that's why he had to hurry up while he was still intact okay <laughs> because those were going to be his needs now this is verbatim friend and asante what he says on stage addressing the audience now mind you she was not debriefed or warned or you know given like a a, a run of show for the day's sermon <laughs> she didn't know he was going to propose so she's taking all of this information loretta's in the audience friend and asante and she's taking these are the words that she's listening to as she's sitting there taking this sermon and he just starts talking about how you know in according to his life and his at his age Eventually, he was going to need somebody to push his wheelchair. I, let me give it to you one more time. Eventually, he was going to need somebody to deal with him drooling. Y'all know how much I hate spit. He <laughs> said drooling, falling out of the bed, needing a wheelchair. And they would only do that because it wasn't all that that way. He says next, so I decided that I'm going to get married. Literally just like that. I'm going to get married. That's what he says, okay? To the audience. At this point, the, the church goers, we'll call them, are beginning to, you know, church is all about call and response. You know what I'm saying? When I say uh, church, y'all say go. You know, it's, that's, it's, that's what church is. It's very much Dougie <laughs> Fresh, Fat Man Scoop. You know what I'm saying? The uh, baby. If you ain't dealing with, if you ain't got, it's very, that's very much church. You know what I'm saying? So he starts moving the crowd at that point. So they're like, you know, getting into it. So then he says, I decided that I'm going to get married. He says, I told her, her, okay. I told her that I ain't going to sneak off and get married and let her find out on the side. So I'm going to tell you today, I'm getting married. That's what he said. He said he had told her that he wasn't going to sneak off and let her find out on the side. Okay, okay. yeah, friend. Look at your face. I'm okay. just, I'm trying. So, next friend, he says, Loretta, come up on the stage. That's what he tells her. That's she stands up. She got a headpiece like that one that Beyonce had on at the beginning of Homecoming. Remember when she was walking out? When she was walking down that thing. When she had that. Uh, I mean, this is a big day for her. Yeah, the know? Pope John Paul headpiece. And she, she had one of them on. And she had on like a pantsuit that looked very much like casino singer lounge singer like pencil but there's that church <laughs> and this is a this is a la present day church you know what i'm saying so they wear pants and shit so she comes up on the stage y'all she walks her slow ass up on the stage so then he says you know now she's she's literally at this point friend and asante standing on the stage hands folded facing the audience doing like looking oh, with that church God. plastic smile on her face right yeah, gr like grinning and okay weird very much think reby jackson you know how reby jackson looked in mm -hmm. the uh, in that janet mm -hmm. doc in that's how doc. loretta looked and but think about that homecoming hat and a <laughs> whose pantsuit is that 
um, and a Donna, well, not Donna. So yeah, like if Donna Summer went to church, a pantsuit. That's what she was wearing. So she's standing there on the stage, um, and he says that he thought about it for a while. He said, "I thought to myself, should I give up my freedom coat for a straight jacket?" <gasps> That's what he said. <laughs> should I give up my freedom coat for a straight jacket? Freedom wow. coat. Now. This Let's break that down. In order for him to come up with that, he started with the stri- the concept of marriage being a straight jacket. Because what is a freedom coat? That's something that he had to think of to go with to be op- play opposite right. of a straight jacket. You never heard of a freedom coat. That means that what he was focused on was that the idea of marriage is like wearing a goddamn it's straight hell. jacket. Okay? And do I give up my freedom coat for a straight jacket? Okay? Okay. Next thing he says... Should I, at my age, get married to someone that's way younger than me? Like, instead. And there you can see. Oh, uh, look at her. So happy. Maybe you can see Loretta friend. Oh, my <laughs> So now I'm glad, Asante, that was actually the perfect time to show our Patreon audience and friend what Loretta looks like. Because the next thing that he says on this stage verbatim, friend, is should I, at my age, get married to someone way younger than me? That don't mean Loretta because Loretta ain't way younger than you. So you must mean instead of Loretta, right? Like at this point, you're weighing your options. Should I marry you or should I marry somebody way younger than me? Okay. Next order of business. He says, should I? These are questions he is calling out. Do you understand this, friend? These are questions he's calling out on the stage as she's Mm -hmm. standing next to him to a full (laughs) house. Like he literally just. 20,000 members, okay? The entire oh, time. And not even Let next to him. Friend, not even holding his he hand. She look like. She's, she's, they social distancing on the stage. <laughs> Do you see that? Okay. Next thing he says, should I give up not having to answer to anybody? If I'm in Africa and wanted to go to Europe and I wanted to leave Europe and go to Asia, Japan, I wouldn't have to call anybody. Should I give that up? This is what he says on stage. Him, that motherfucker, right? <laughs> yeah. That that motherfucker, friend. He says, should I give that up? Next, he says, on stage in front of her, should I have somebody censoring who comes to my house? Should I have somebody censoring who comes to my house? Then he goes on to mimic her. Mm, I don't like her. I don't want her to come over here no more. Mm, I don't like them. I don't think they can come over here no more. He starts mimicking her voice and saying that on stage. Should I have somebody censoring who come to my house? There's more. He says... Should I have to give up my Ferrari and buy a station wagon? That's what he says, okay? Okay. Then, then, then. I'm just stunned. Then he said. At this point, I would have gotten up on stage, put my arm around her and told her, you don't have to do this. But she was walked up there, friend. I was watching the video and her... Family, friends, whomever Grandma, walked her please. up there. So everybody is drinking the Kool-Aid at this point. I Look, I didn't know we was going to see somebody get spit in the face again on this church stage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, like, like, what the fuck? This is the same thing as spinning his hand and rubbing that hock all over her face. Just like that other uh, grooving gorilla built motherfucker did the man oh Nick uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay, there's more. He says... Uh, should I have to give up my Ferrari and buy a station wagon? 
Then when I looked at her, I said, well, should you have to push a wheelchair when I can't walk? Now, he said, should you have to deal with somebody who's set in their ways? That's what he said. Not I'm a change, but you got to deal with me set in my ways. That's what he was saying. Should she have to do that? Then he said, if I kept thinking about should, then I won't get this thing done. Okay. Next, he's assisted by two men in pulling out. You ready for this? A Cracker Jack box. He pulls a Cracker Jack box out of his coat on the stage. Now, we all know. Cracker Jack, the Cracker Jack, or out of whatever the fuck, out of a pillow. No, you're right. (laughs) Was it his coat? Okay. No, he he closes it up. That's what I was like. (laughs) Now you know that Cracker Jack boxes have long had a prize on the inside. It's usually like a bubble gum, a candy ring, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's a long joke, running joke that cheap rings are come out of what a Cracker Jack box. So on this stage, he literally pulls a real Cracker Jack box out. And two men actually assist him with getting it open. And he says, I got to get away from the shoulds. And I decided to simply say, will you? And he walks over to her. Remember I said they were separated by like six feet. He walks over her fast, quickly paced, walks over to her, drops down hard on one knee. Like he wants to just get it over with. And he he drops his knees and he says, will you marry me? And pushes the ring on her finger. Now, normally... (laughs) I thought that you look up, you hold the hand, you look in their face, you say something like, and Asante is watching this in real time so he can verify And I'm watching it on everything you, I'm so saying. So it's funny. As I'm narrating. Is it that what happened? Yes. I'm watching it on you as you're saying it and with the captions. And oddly enough, you keep catching where he's saying, like, right. we should and the wheel. And it is so eerie. Friend, he drops down and gets his eagle on. I mean, quick, like, boom. <laughs> He drops down fast. Will He's you like, marry should I? Me? Will you marry me? Marry me. And like- pushes the ring on her finger. He doesn't give her a minute to respond or nothing, right? He just pushes the ring on her finger, right? And she don't and even say yes. And gets the fuck up yes? off the ground before she can say anything. He just gets <laughs> up and turns away from her and starts talking to the guy. Like, he gets up <laughs> off the ground. She kind of hugs him awkwardly, right? right. I think that's when she kind of says... Yes, you know, I guess, you know, whatever. She agrees to marry him. Okay. He, uh, she starts smiling and laughing, hugs him, and then he turns away from her and says into the mic, looking at the audience, I'm getting married. I'm getting married. That's what he says. He doesn't say we're getting married and put his arm on her. He, She's over here at this point. He's walked away from her. He's on the mic, says, I'm getting married, and starts, like, slapping fives with all the niggas. Well, I shouldn't say the niggas. All, like, the, the, the <laughs> pastors and um, deacons and shit on the stage. It's just this is what he starts because, doing. Because, like you said, he jumps up, and, like, we didn't hear her. Say, well, I, I'm watching it on mute. I'm just going by these captions. Because he didn't need to hear an answer. He's like, girl, but for, you but then, got friend, no he, 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 weirdly, he was the answer. He weirdly we grabs married. the... But he weirdly grabs the microphone and then goes, what did you say? And then points to her and she says, yes. And I'm just like, I'm mortified. And I'm watching this on mute and I am mortified. Because then everybody is like, doesn't say they're all running up there celebrating. Separately. He's on one side Separately. of the stage. She's on the she other. She is just here with our, everybody coming. He like, walked he away from off. her after he, he went to go her. find a, uh, somebody to have sex with. It, like, it was weird. It's like, wait, why is he gone now? 
So, you know, and at this point, she just starts hugging the other people on the stage. And, you know, they went from proposal to disposal in like two seconds. (laughs) And that's it. So a couple questions. Right. So that's what happened. That's the New York Jones story. That's the background. Stunned. Number one. Stunned. I'm not even going to ask you what would you do if it was you because I know it would never be you. Exactly. But if you were her, like at what point would you have stopped that? Before we even go there, though. How long is too long, do y'all think, for a couple to be engaged to be married? Especially once you're, let's just say, in your at forty. Then we're not even gonna go to seventy like them motherfuckers. Let's just say <laughs> at forty, like how long is it reasonable? Do you think for like two people to be engaged to be married? I mean, I uh, here's what I think, and and I I think the man shouldn't propose. Until he already sees the trajectory just kind of like ready to roll. You know what I mean? Like if you, if I propose to you, that means that I am ready to contribute to this wedding and we're going to get it rocking within the next year or two. That's what I think. I think if you are thinking of engagement to then be engaged for hella years, I don't see the point of that. Like, why didn't you wait till y'all are ready to get married? It's like people so want to lock someone down, I think. You know, like, I'm going to just mm. give you this inch to keep you here. And then some people, I know personally some men that will do that and not even have a marriage or wedding in mind at all. It's just a way to make sure she stays put. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I like, I, so I don't, I don't know because I'm very non-traditional. I'm gay, first of all, so you know I'm non-traditional. I mean, I am too <laughs> in like, the sense that I'm not necessarily someone that's like, you will never hear me tell a man, like, I've been with you for this long. Because <laughs> like, I really don't give a fuck about marriage like that. You know, I've never, in every relationship, um, men have always talked to me about marriage and, and figured out if I want to do it. And if it's something I see, it's never been a thing where I brought up the conversation because I felt like the man wasn't putting enough time or thought. It. It's just not really in my wheelhouse You know, little girls dream of that shit. They be having their bridesmaids' dresses picked out and shit. I just wasn't Mm -hmm. that person. So I'm like you, where it's non-traditional. Like, I'm cool with just, we chilling (laughs) till we 90. Get married if we bored on a beach someday. That's fine for me. But for people that I know, it means something to them. You know what I mean? Like, where they want to be engaged and they want to be married. and, And this is important to them. I feel like you're a lot of men waste women's time. <laughs> Asante, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, super non-traditional also as well. But right. if I were ever in a situation where uh, I was being considered or considering somebody else or something, if I'm going to propose or if I want to be proposed to, it needs to be a situation where we are just kind of like in a cycle of, Everything right. works like like we know how things work. We know we want to elevate or progress or we have an idea of each other's goals. Like if we talking about proposal, then that means we're both thinking the same timelines for marriage. So if we ta- exactly. so if I'm going to propose, you're going to propose. We think in six months, a year, two down the road, depending Boom. on what our situations are. Like if I decide, hey, I want to get married in six months and you're like, mm, I'm going to need a year because I got bad credit or something. I'd be like, that's real because I can't marry your ass with no bad credit. So exactly. let's take this year and work it out. Like it's that type of conversation and that transparency that needs to exist to be able to have that with whatever they was doing. 
<laughs> like I'm trying to I'm trying to contribute to this conversation healthily, healthily, but that was just not healthy what we saw. So I'm just still so like because he's on some. I'm gonna die. I need someone to wipe my ass. Basically, it's like he was throwing her we, a bone. We ain't getting no <laughs> younger girl. We might as well do this. <laughs> Like, he literally could have just gone to the strip club and found somebody quietly and moved on. But he publicly embarrassed this woman. I guess he needed to spend some money to celebrate something and chose this. I don't know. But that was weird. But if you're going to get engaged to somebody and you don't mind waiting around until however, whenever, whatever, cool. That is your prerogative, your decision. But if you are going to get engaged with intention, really sit down and figure out, okay, if we get engaged, does this mean marriage? Oh, you just want to engage me. You don't know. Okay, well, I got to keep it moving. Then don't even think about proposing. Like y'all right. really need to figure those things out. Well, what about according you, to according to brides.com, right? Let's start oh, there. Lord. The average length for um, an engagement period for couples in the UK in the United Kingdom is twenty months, and in the United States, that period is a little over thirteen months, um, according mm. to a recent study. So, me personally. Like, so basically what you guys are saying is that once someone, once a couple gets engaged, it's, it should be understood that it's time to start planning the wedding. Exactly. Yeah. Or or we're working to proposal means working towards wedding. So we just, right. Proposal to to me means I'm ready to marry you. Let's set this in motion. Boom. Right. And if emotion means tomorrow and then you like, I ain't got it for tomorrow, but do you love me enough to wait till uh, the next week? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It gets because she had no me. choice in none of that. <laughs> she ain't have no choice in none. <laughs> I when mean, I she started. did, but <laughs> she chose uh, uh, to stay. Mm-hmm. That's no because I wouldn't have stood on that stage looking like a. Uh, you know when you go get them tacos and they cut the meat off of that thing <laughs> like that or whatever <laughs> they cut the meat off that meat. That, now here, now here's the thing: thing. if they like was both, stage. if they were both on some fly shit, like I've seen some old couples that just really didn't give a fuck, and then they turn eighty and ninety and were like, "Let's just." Get now that and it now now that's just what it held, is but that's not what now if he would have got up there and preached about that like you know we've been knowing each other for some years and yeah. now the time is right because things you're my best down, friend or, yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, that's different but his ass wasn't worried about none of that so <laughs> i could feel the same commitment like if i was in a relationship with somebody and they brought me a ring like we was together in a relationship First of all, to me, that is like being having a commitment with somebody is a huge deal for me. Like, you might as well be married. Yeah. And then, um, if you were to give me a ring, like buy me a ring, to me, that's a symbol of our commitment. You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. of us, it's time to plan no damn wedding. Like, I'm the type of person, like, if we in love and if we be like, look, we're going to be together, we are together, let's get some rings. And we do that, that's just a symbol for us. You know what I'm saying? We wear those rings and it signifies like our commitment. I'll be fine with that. I don't have to be legally married and you all in my business for the rest of my life, fucking up my insurance and shit, my taxes. See, but I'm, that's different. Like, You're then that's then that's just a to me that's something completely different. Then you know that's just y'all having that yeah. understanding. Like this is as far this is the marriage to us. Some people like, call that engaged. Some people, yeah. but to most people, they think that that's being engaged. So I think that according to those rules, I'd be fine with a long-term or forever engagement. That's enough say, for me. And I'm glad you like, actually presented that, Dustin, because that's something that should be normalized. If people want to just be engaged for forever, they should be able to do that because a lot of people do have weird stigmas around 
marriage and it's based on what society has showed us divorce mm-hmm. all that and people are being like ah, well we stayed married because so people be like well i'm not getting married because i'm not staying over no bullshit so <laughs> if we can stay committed that's good enough for me like so it's I, what I the couple wants that. it to be at the end of the day yes. if y'all have that yeah. understanding i just think in this situation it's sad because i'm sure <laughs> she was not trying to be his homie for 16 years and there's some women that will stick around because they have this thing in their head, you know, like I'm waiting until you marry me type thing and and end up looking like Boo Boo the Fool in the church. like Or Loretta crazy. Jones. I remember back, <laughs> back in the day when Preachers of L.A. was on and the scuttlebutt, you know, surrounding her, that relationship, him and Loretta Jones and him being a bishop holding this prominent position of leadership and having this woman that he would never say was his woman, you know, they would never blatantly yeah. openly admit to being in a so relationship. So that was his storyline on the show. A huge major part of it, absolutely. And also remember, he's one of the uh, most, some people people may not be familiar with him, but the majority of people are that will listen to this show. People mm-hmm. know who Noel Jones is. He does a lot of work with celebrities, a lot of counseling, a lot of dip, like high profile missions abroad, shit like that. So, um, People know who he is, and and it was shameful to a lot of people, and also unethical, I guess, and against the rules of of I guess their God and shit. You know what I'm saying? That he had this girlfriend essentially that he was parading around, and she was also like performing certain duties. It was like a soft lunch in the first lady status. Like she mm. wasn't the first lady of the church. But she would. Be she there. wasn't. She would stand next to him at events. She would greet people visitors to the church she was performing duties that were normally so typically associated with that of being a first holding the position of being a first lady in the church so people people just really wanted to know what was up and like i said he had so much visibility that it became a conversation so that already i thought was odd that they had been together for 16 fucking years at that point in addition to the fact that there were these rumors going around that he had these real actual connections and relationships with these celebrity women. He already was vocal about not wanting to be tied down, you know, and and latched in, locked into some sort of commitment. So it just became like, I guess a situation that was up to everyone's interpretation as it pertained to their connection to the story. If you were a member of this congregation, you know, you were faced with a decision. Do I want to be led by a man who, is shying away from a moral commitment that is really from the you know, essential of marriage, yeah, which is so essential to like the core value system right. of Christianity and family, you know, that Pentecostal yeah. faith for <laughs> sure. You know what I'm saying? So, like, how did the audience? You guys said the audience was like happy. They were just like, "Oh shit, finally!" That's yeah, but vibe. the thing is, most of the time, audiences in churches are happy. It's very rare that you see people in church rolling their eyes. They think everything is good and everything is yes, and they say it and every emotion they feel it and oh yes and all that stuff (laughs) you know so they were kind of going with the flow and it was literally like a sporting event almost it was like you know or or maybe not a sporting event like a concert it was like he was calling and they were responding so whatever point he was building up to they were willingly you know walking into agreement with him and at this point it just happened to be at the expense of the feelings and dignity of a grown-ass woman. So, do y'all think they was fucking for these 20-something years? What? What about that? Why don't nobody want to talk about that? (laughs) 
Absolutely. Why don't nobody want to talk about that? You know what I'm they saying? Gotta, like, they had that been for her to just sit up to stand up there and take it. Maybe she loves taking it. So she just decided to, why not on stage? Like, cause that was embarrassing. Like, I just can't believe how happy she was, how happy everybody around her was. Cause not even listening, but reading what he was saying and hearing what you were saying that he actually was saying, it's all ludicrous. Like none of it sounds like endearing. And the speech overall was supposed to be like, you know, he was pondering if he should get married, but instead of pondering, but it was almost like he was trying to make it seem like he was giving her the choice, but he he didn't. Like, that's why it was all so... I just can't believe he did this grand gesture of bullshit, and then when you look at it, even on, like there, it just doesn't look good at all, and I just can't believe he did it. But as Dustin said, when you have, you know, a following like that, and everyone's going to say yes and be into it, why not do whatever you want? So if that's gonna what you want to do... They're going to let you shepherd that flock. I, you know, me personally... I'm not having no parts. I just think that this... It just begs a lot of questions to me about leadership. What do you require from your spiritual leaders? How much of their personal life impacts your choice to be led by them? Mm. Um, what do you think that represents about his leadership? The fact that he made those choices. Then to me also, I think it's of note um, that during that proposal... Those were declarations. Those, to me, those were things. That was him saying, I'm going to marry you, but I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs that I did not want to do this right. of my own accord. Right. And I, and I want to be clear All about that. All those disclaimers. It's like, bro. And, and under the guise of doing it in jest or being or telling a joke or, you, you know, having charisma on the stage as a pastor or whatever, you can dress it up in whatever you want to. But that nigga felt like that. Right. He felt like of marrying course. her was being put in a fucking straitjacket and he wanted to keep his freedom coat on. And I don't know how anybody can hear a person say that and still feel like that's somewhere where you can fall. That's a that's a trust, you know, a, a safe space for you. Somebody you can trust. I ain't never seen no shit like that in my life. And at that and, age to still mm-hmm. feel that way. And on that <laughs> stage, when we're in oh, a room boy. that is supposed to be built upon principle and morals and and value systems and you know traditional shit one plus one is two easy shit you know what i'm saying and you up in here being ain't shit i personally am a am a guy that you know you could call me a playboy whatever you want to call it i have i do have a heart okay i have a heart (laughs) and so and i felt for her standing on that stage you know what i'm saying like seeing that it just tripped me out but at the same time bishop noel jones has every right to make those choices, have those perspectives, and mull over those questions before he makes a lifelong, no matter how short the long length of his life is left, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, at 72. <laughs> but like a lifelong decision like that, he's well within his rights, well within his rights. And are we wrong? Are we wrong for identifying him, you know, going through his thoughts and really making a sound decision in church, which is a place where you should be able to seek counsel and, and, and really spend time, you know, diving into your feelings and emotions and why, you know, that may or may not be aligned with your spiritual values or whatever. So is it really anything wrong with it? Or are we just like, dog, you gotta be kidding me. You know what I'm saying? This shit is fucking ridiculous. And we can't believe you getting away with it, pimping. So I just thought it was something of note that we should talk about. Yeah, no. And, yeah. and, and get you guys' sure. perspectives on long-term engagements and kind of get in their business a little bit and be messy, <laughs> you know, with church business. stuff. Yeah, that's it. So 
thank you for that. And I hope y'all don't be engaged for 26 years. <laughs> sorry to that man. And, and the thing is, if he wanted to be a play, you know, on some Playboy shit, be on your Playboy shit. But it was all the disclaimers and the resistance and the negativity that just changed what that looks like. You know, it's like. This is problematic. You're being yes. wildly disrespectful to someone that you are now claim going to, be to married love. To. Yeah, like because if he was like I said earlier, if he was just on some cool old man shit, like yo, you know what? It's been a blast. Let's just take it up a notch. You know, he probably gonna retire soon. Now we could really live. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. That's not what this is, and that's sad, and I feel for her. But at the end of the day. If she's happy with that, then she's happy with that. And it ain't even like she can find refuge in his sister. Because what do you think Grace Jones is going to say about this? <laughs> I don't know, bitch. I, told you, I, didn't, I didn't tell you to go with him, bitch. Why would you know, bitch? <laughs> I know dumb. You are dumb, bitch. 26 years? Like, you know what I'm saying? I wonder so, what she would say about this. She would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she would do. <laughs> that was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> you got to keep that one. You got to keep Grace Jones. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So that's it. The story, the curious story of the Bishop Noel Jones story. and his engagement to Loretta Jones. What do you all think about it? A question for the masses and the ages. Right. This week on the Friends on Pod. Yes. Tell us what you all think. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today this is the friend zone and with that being said we're gonna bring in the wind chimes of freedom this week <laughs> on the friends off and switch over to friend with this week's wellness segment let's go and also to add to that let us know how long you would be engaged or how long y'all have been engaged i'm curious to hear y'all's perspective on that too because that's a good one Mm -hmm. all right so let's jump into this week's wellness um today today we're actually going to do like a highlight of black excellence because i mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago how i am absolutely enamored and fascinated with the fact that we are amplifying these black designer handbags lately yes, um, yes. i'm such a fan remember we uh had the homage actually it's homage year not homage year mm-hmm. <laughs> the creator anton actually reached out to me and said it was homage i'm like okay <laughs> all right <laughs> i'll make sure to correct that um but because i got his bag um, the Brandon Blackwood, uh, like Fanny, I guess that I mm-hmm. y- y'all have seen me wear. If you saw the commercial I did with Meta or Facebook, really, but Meta, that's what I had on in the commercial. Y'all, of course, Telfar is out here killing things. Mm-hmm. They just killing recently it. dropped a really cute, like structured bag. That's their logo. The circle uh, so, bag. Yes, it's so cute. It's funny because I you saw know who Fury. Had it. Who, Fury? 
and Bevy Smith. Bevy <laughs> Smith. Bevy <laughs> Smith had it. You know, she be doing them unboxings. I love you, Bevy Smith. She be doing them unboxings on her Instagram where she makes oh, a really? song. Oh, really? It's has a Bevy Smith unboxing. You haven't seen it? <laughs> yeah. She, she did one, friend. I'm going to send you the link. <laughs> that is so cute. But I saw Fury, because um, obviously we both follow Telfar. He loved to comment, like, I'm getting this bag. I'm like, yes, because I want that shit too. But all this conversation around these young and awesome black designers making these bags just really inspired me which i mentioned on the show that i would do i created a thread on twitter highlighting about like maybe 14 15 designers that are not as known you know because right now i think brandon blackwood and telfar are kind of like ahead of the game you hear them yeah. more than you know more than not um, but there's a lot more there are a lot of really interesting designers. And I think the coolest part is that the bags all look very different. Cause there's a, cause you know, even in the high end bag game, it a lot of them are similar. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they follow a lot of the similar patterns, like mm -hmm. the quilted leather, the chain strap, the you know, the duffel. <laughs> Yeah. It's like it's the baguette you know, bag, yeah. Right, and <laughs> so it's cool. Of course, when black people get in the game, shit's mm -hmm. gonna get creative because that's just who we are. So I was like going through all these different brands and personally picking out the bags that I thought were the most fire, and okay. then using that those images on Twitter and the threads to kind of draw people in to check out the bags. So here, for those of you on Patreon, you can see. See how you can. Uh huh. Yeah. Ooh. I like that, friend. Come on, uh, friends, Etsy shop. Okay. <laughs> but do you see Ooh. how it's just, they're all so different? Look at that one. Mm -hmm. I love that. Those colors are really vibrant. Actually, Hell I yeah. should have grabbed it. I, I bought a couple of them. Um, but the designers that I, that I highlighted are Max and Min, Yvonne Kone, Reprojects, Omagir, which we mentioned as a black business, Love Courtney, Ashia, Roop, um, Mary Imaj. Actually, uh, Jade bought a dope bag from Mary Imaj that she picked from the thread and Crystal too. Like we were literally going <laughs> ham that night when I was creating it. And it just made me really excited because the thread did well outside of that. Wonderful. But it just was so cool to see people being like, oh, shit, I never heard of this. Or, oh, I need that bag. And just seeing how even like the fashion girlies on Instagram, you notice, have just been incorporating a lot more black owned bags and clothing, too, mm. which is another thing that I personally haven't really got into. Like, I know. Um, there's a brand called Hanifa. I really hope I'm yes, seeing it properly. Yes, beautiful You've seen pieces. It? Right. Beautiful pieces, yes. So I want to start incorporating more black-owned black clothing as well. Uh, was on her site, really fire stuff. Um, I don't be going nowhere. A lot of her stuff is, like, really dressy. Event pieces, <laughs> yeah. Right, it's like dresses. I mean, you know, I'm sure beautiful we'll have ones, stuff. Like yeah. To, yeah. It's always good, too, I say, to have pieces like that in the closet because you never know, especially in our industry, what's going to come up that you kind of, you know, should Need be ready for. for instead of the way that I do where I just run the day before and be stressed out <laughs> trying to find something for our live performances. But super cute bags, y'all. Super, super cute. Check out the thread. I'm actually going to post it 
I'll, I'll retweet it on the friend zone Twitter, and then I'm going to post it in the episode information box or whatever we call that, where we post all of our links and ads and sponsors and stuff. I'll make sure to post the link there so that you can access the thread easily. So if you're looking to kind of zhuzh up, like Jade says, zhuzh up your closet, <laughs> maybe you needed a cute new bag. Um, and now you want to support a black creative, this is a really cool way to do that. Like I said, I have good taste. So I picked all the fly bags, (laughs) or at least the ones that I felt really popped from each brand. So definitely check that out. Wanted to just use this wellness segment to tap into our ecosystem because it, I mean, black, uh, what is it? Black History Month is every month, personally, but... Period. Okay. <laughs> but I just wanted to make sure that we ended uh, February with a bang. So check that out. And that's it for this week's wellness. I should have grabbed the bag, but it's upstairs in, in my closet to show that the cute Max and Min. If you look on the thread... Actually, if you look on the thread, the Max and Min cow print bag... That's like a little small little handbag. It is so cute. Even cuter oh. in person. Really well made. Definitely check that out. And that's it. Now let's move on to Mr. Music, man. What you got for us, Asante? Well, this week in music, I've got some visuals for you. And speaking of visuals, friend, we can't wait to see you in, uh, with that handbag on Instagram. Or right? any handbags on Instagram. When okay? I get back on Instagram, because you know I take three or four months to post, but... <laughs> Once I get hey, cute again. <laughs> while we on bags and Instagram, I just want to plug this um, new young lady that I discovered. Um, I discovered. I didn't discover her, but I'm just saying I just discovered her channel and her Instagram account. Um, it's a black girl named Monroe uh, Monroe Steele, I believe is her last name. Let me see. She's like a fashion style blogger, and she has a YouTube channel based out of New York and also fashion, um, style blogs in Miami. Dope as fuck. Hold on one second. Yeah, Monroe Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E. I don't know if she'll ever even hear this, but she is so dope. She has the best taste. All the pieces that she picks when she shops. I love that when I find dope fashion girls. The restaurants she goes to, friend, like just she's building a townhouse in Miami right now. Like just everything about this girl. I love Monroe Steele, so y'all support her. Go to her channels, go to her, her Instagram page and her YouTube channel. Monroe Steele, S T E E L E. Come and on, y'all black enjoy creatives. her too. Just wanted to plug right, her real quick. We have to do an no, episode. That ain't no we just highlight some. Yeah. We, we should, right? Just do like categories. So like yeah. our favorite fashion girls, fashion boys, just fashion folks. That'd be yes. create some friends on awards or some shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> back to music. Well, since we're on YouTube, actually, and back into visuals. A lot of people drop dope music videos over the past couple of weeks. I just want to shout out some artists uh, really, really quickly. Ruby Rose dropped her single, I Like. Uh, there's a video <laughs> that saw, is out. I saw the clip on Twitter. I was like, okay. It actually sounds the, like a good song. The song goes, the video is wild, but Ruby Rose always looks amazing. And she does not disappoint in this visual. Why you say it's wild? I haven't seen it yet. Um, because What's wild about, about it? She's talking about the type of niggas that she likes. So she does like mm-hmm. a skit at the beginning where she's like at dinner with her family. And then they're like, well, what type of boys do you like? And she's like, you want to know what I like? <laughs> and then the track drops and then she acts real. She gets and real And she edgy. starts sucking on a banana. I was like, all right now. <laughs> yes. Ruby Rose, she's that girl. She's got that she look, look. She like it like that. 
And <laughs> hey, speaking of liking it like that, uh, Doja Cat has been featured on Tiger's new record, Freaky Deaky. There's also a visual out for Come that. On, Doja. Doja Cat, don't miss. And to- Tiger is a really great feature artist anyway, even though this is his track, so excuse me. But he great music, great record, great visual, great verses. Everything about this song is dope. I hear it being played out just because it's a good ass song. Um, speaking of singers, I just want to randomly point everyone's attention because I'm on you. Like, these are all things that I found on YouTube. I talked previously about this rapper and (laughs) she just continues to come across my radar and I'm always happy to see her. And I just love me some enchanting shout out to the new 1017 Mm -hmm. enchanting. She always drops these like rap records. She be working with other rap girls, but she also sings, which is so funny. She always randomly drops like a cover or something. She's covered uh, Tamia's "Officially Missing You," but most recently she dropped um, a cover, uh, an acoustic cover of Keanu Lade's "Attention." So if you ever have heard of Enchanting and wondered why she rapping or whispering like that, well, it's because she be singing her ass off. <laughs> so check out Enchanting. I love enchanting. I love I love the the range. I love that she's like a very unique bitch tone rapping. Very unique. Whisper rap, but really yeah. kills it. Cause you know, there's plenty of niggas that whisper rap and it's like, well, what is you even saying? But she said, <laughs> you know, I, I fell in love with her when she first said this bar. She's like, I be uh I be low-key in the house, ice cream on the couch, in T MTV or some shit like that. Like the bar was just real, like she was like real chill. She's like, I be low-key now. So okay, we get that because you whispering. So I just love everything about enchanting right now. I'm obsessed. The aesthetic. Um, Gucci, I see why you chose her. So thank you for that. Um, what about Erica Banks on the Shade Room and Neighborhood Talk talking about she the best rapper, best female rapper in 2022? <laughs> you ain't see that? I mean, I didn't see that. I, what was his song that was huge on exactly. TikTok? No, I'm just kidding. Bust <laughs> Right. Bust it. Bust it. I mean. Now, speaking of bust it, I hate to bust her bubble, but honey. You are not. The, <laughs> you are but not she should the best that. female rapper. Don't you think? No, you know, she shouldn't. No, let because me, it's should. not the truth. And Who I'm not going to encourage her it? to be delusional. She should think <laughs> well, that she's a good rapper. She should think <laughs> yeah. that if that's how she want. If she want to be confident, she should think that. But she's not the best. In fact, she's ordinary at best. She's very yeah. run of the mill. <laughs> no, she walked past I mean, me today. I, she I could be any girl off of love and hip hop. Nondescript, or, like, like nothing. But so let me just say this too, right? Because a lot of people are going to take this as like, oh, you, because of Megan Thee Stallion. If you removed Megan Thee Stallion from the equation, Erica Banks just does not give me that ooh, ah, ah sensation anyway. It's you called know, one star t- quality and she ain't got it. And she ain't and got it. I don't it. give a I damn see- who don't like it. She ain't and- got it. I'm not going to lie. I saw her perform once and I thought that she was doing something until she just stopped. <laughs> like she was performing, going really hard on her records. And then I, I don't know if something pissed her off and she just decided she wasn't going to go hard no more. But she just I haven't seen anything from her that makes me think mm, I should stay entertained. Like Buster was a cute TikTok record. But I hear plenty of old songs re-remade. I hear lots of toot do doots that are sound cute on TikTok. A TikTok record an artist does not make. I'm, it just doesn't. I, I can't. But Definitely Erica Banks, not the best female rapper of 2022. I do not agree with that at all. Rapping. You have not shown me any reason why I should feel that way. Bus it was cute, but it did not make me feel like you have a unique perspective or you bring me Nor- something that I miss. Or like, it's just, she's not talented. She's not a songstress. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, it wasn't Jesus. revolutionary in sound either. <laughs> I, I it wasn't. Let's not pretend like Bus it was like 
we had never heard a song like that sounded like that before in our life. No, it was just a cool, you know, song to vibe yeah. to or whatever. But it wasn't like a revolutionary sound. When we first heard some of them Timberland beats, we had never heard anybody skipping the beat like that. When we first heard, like, say what you want about what Nelly don't got or does have, but when we first heard Hot In Here, you never forget that in your life. The way that beat sounded motherfucking mystical, shake your ass. Those were new <laughs> sounds. Swiss beats, new sounds, you know, and those are producers. You know, you couldn't even get with a producer to give you a new sound and take your ordinary rhymes. I mean, what the fuck? Like, you got the gall to then double down on it in the comments, and I meant it with a kiss emoji. You an internet new girl, internet rapper girl. That's what you do. You are not the best female rapper in 2022, and I thought it was laughable. Go ahead, Asante. <laughs> well, it is laughable, but... I will say she did not have a good run after having to be after being set up as being pit against Megan Thee Stallion in the beginning. So hopefully she was you talking break out shit of, though. She did a lot of that. She on her was, own. which is why she was talking shit about Megan Thee Stallion. Which and is that's why, why I went ahead and read like grand down. opening, grand closing. Like we like that <laughs> song, but that's all we wanted to hear from you was busted. Which is why I, tore, busted. I tore that ass down. And I'm saying if you actually do want to just be a real artist, be a real artist, and then we can talk. But I'm not. I don't agree with that statement. And that's Dustin's fault for putting that in my ether because I did not see that. And I was not going to see it because I don't see Eric Banks. Well, I seen um, it anyway. like Myra Munghouse. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I ain't going to do her like that. Like, I just couldn't you believe are, she said that. We already have. Um, I know. I'm like, what you mean you're not going to do her? <laughs> I'm not going to do her like that. Y'all just talked about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> look, and I too talked about it. So I, look, I, I accept I full responsibility. Do I ain't going to do her like that. <laughs> look, <laughs> uh, two things I'll, I'll mention, then we're going to move on. Uh, Flo Millie, <laughs> she's back. She dropped a really cute skit for her single that's out, PBC, Pretty Bound Cute. Shout out to her. Check out visuals. She dropped such cute visuals. I love it. Great visuals. And then she always has like really cute flows. And we, Talent. Because... <laughs> Original. <laughs> Memorable. Distinctive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I will never get over Flo Millie's first song, or well, one of her first songs, Flo, uh, Beef the Flow Mix, just because she was hitting so hard with each bar. The beat was something unique, but she still killed the bars. Like there was something, there's something to be said about an artist that will marry all of these things together and make memorable pieces. Like Bust It is memorable because you're just saying Bust It. And, and the challenge. We don't remember because of the artist. We don't remember it because she performed it anywhere. Like, there are just things that, like, there's a connection. There's a disconnection there. But back to what I'm saying. This artist, they just connected on this track, and I just love them for it. Um, last person that I want to mention, or people I want to mention, for visuals and just innovation, because if you want to talk about bringing back, like, uh, that rock sound, that crunk rock, all of that, if you were into that, that era is coming back. Duke Deuce has dropped a single, well, actually performed a song with Rico Nasty, I guess, at Rolling Loud last year. But uh, he dropped a single, Falling Off, or the official video for it. Uh, they both look really cool. Uh, Rico Nasty, obviously, always looks dope and sounds dope. But it's got that, like, really rock-hard edge and this dope-ass rap. So if you get into that, go check that out, because there is a market for everybody. And like I said, that was like that Lil John when he was foraying. Lil John has done a lot of amazing things. But before I get too far off the topic that, has, so. I would just say... Um, this is one of those things that he kind of touched on in his career. You know, that, that rock rap, that crunk and beat, that crunk, crunk rap. I don't know. Whatever y'all gonna make it today. But yeah, that's it for, you know, all those other things. Now we want to get into 
things that you've been listening to. What do, what do I songs to play? STP ET. I, I forgot what the fuck I call things now. I'm so upset from that Erica Banks conversation, honestly, truly. Like, I just didn't think that I was going to be talking about her today. So that really just was like, I mean, come on. Bussy, bussy, is you witty? Uh-uh, what is that? That song was dope. I love that song. Okay, but what, I mean, is it is it is it groundbreaking? Is it something that you just, you, you but live mind and you, die? It doesn't Fun. even have to be. She just, there was nothing else to go with it outside of the song and then TikTok. Like, Move it like there was... Hey, ah. <laughs> it was just like, like, what is, what is this? I don't remember no punches from it. I forgot that she was saying, "Is you, what is she saying? Is you fucking? Is you? I don't I even know. So. I don't. Whatever. Know. <laughs> but it was good. Whatever, Erica Banks. She, someone's gonna play this. For, she's gonna block me, and I did not mean for this to happen. I truly mean for artists to be artists. We're and that's responding why I was to what to she her. said, though. We were, we're not tearing down her music or her art by any means. We said we like uh, the song Bust It. We're not. <laughs> we're not tearing her stuff down. We're not. What we're saying is I based did. on what you right. based like, on minute, based <laughs> on and in response to what she said, which is I'm the best rap female rapper in 2022, and I mean it, hands down. Think about the 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 net that that casts. And think about but I'm who's also all not mad at a, a woman, a black rapper saying that about herself. You believe it? Believe so it. So now it's a. Uh, let me tell you something. No, <laughs> but believe it when there when when there's when it's married because she a black woman. I'm not gonna let her just be out here to lose. You got one <laughs> record, <laughs> one song in your in maybe the history she got some heat on the way, Dustin. On the me too. Hell, if, for all that she drops. If she drops a record like the way uh, I, because I, people are gonna kill me that I never even mentioned her, but shout out to Amaretta the Great. She dro- uh, dropped oh, that sorry Amaretta. not sorry oh, track. That um, Atlanta record, which shook everyone's that she table. shot at like, Truist Park. Where is Truist Park, Asante? I don't know. I don't not know. in Atlanta. <laughs> not Atlanta. Um, I just not Atlanta. I mean, but anyway, um, got my card. But I early love that, that song record. though. Got my card early in that record. Anyway, <laughs> oh. I just thought that it was crazy that, you know, people receive the record so wildly, but that's the thing. She shot and you had to listen that's to the bars. And like like she she did something. And I don't want to discredit strategy. And I know that I have, but I don't want to completely discredit what Erica Banks has done, right? Because as I was saying, she got started off you know, trying to be pitted against Megan and then she fell for the trap and did it. And she didn't back up any of what she was talking with actual music or talent. It's like she did that and then she got a TikTok record. And now we hear she's saying she thinks she's the best rapper alive. And it's like, girl, what? No. Like there's no math here. There's not even I mean, did Bus it I mean I guess Bus it charted or something, but I just don't she's supposed to feel that way. I just don't agree. I just have to leave just it there. I'm like so sorry, friend. Just yeah, like I have to apologize time. to you because <laughs> I just like Tank had to straighten out. It ain't just violence going into women's history. Not just violence. Yeah, and it's not. Well, she's not part of women's history. That's the pivot we about to take because there's nothing. There's no record of work. But here's what the pivot we're about to take. (laughs) It ain't just her. Young Blue, you get your funny head ass in here too. Oh yeah. You see, Tank just had to straighten him out. Talking about I'm the king of R and B. Tank was like, listen. You got a good, some good stuff, but do you know how hard artists have had to work to be kings and queens? He said, do you know how hard Mary J. Blige has worked 
to be the queen of hip hop soul. Do you know how hard Usher has worked to be, how hard these artists, for you to say I'm the king, and the first thing Young Blue did, oh, you old bitter motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Tank was like, listen, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't I much love to you. You're a great artist. Tank jumping in, though. It's like, this is a kid talking about himself. Who the fuck cares? If I feel Blue, the same if Young way. Blue thinks he's the king of R&B, then he's the king of R&B in his head. And that's the only place it should matter. <laughs> well, the problem with that is he said it to an audience of millions of people. <laughs> he said it to an audience of millions of dumbass people who do shit like go out and vote for Kanye for president. That's why it matters. And, and friend, think about Tank, right? Think about how many people sent him that article. <laughs> yeah, and then you That's laugh. Right. You'd be like, okay, cool for him. Until he, until he got tagged in it a hundred times. So no like, more delusion over this, here. So. I'm not going to let these motherfuckers say two plus two is five. Okay, that's not how this works. You know, Young somebody Blue. just played this in part for Erica Banks. Accept the challenge of making better music consistently and we'll check in with you at some other point in your life. Um, yeah. That's it for that and her and that. Uh, I think I shouted out all the visuals that I want to shout out. There's just like a lot of really cool music videos out and YouTube's a great place. So everybody Is go it to YouTube. Really? Show them. <laughs> To me, <laughs> watching a Watch melody. <laughs> Look, and I'm sure if you even dissect that, it'll have came from somewhere else, oh, and then would God. go back to see it. No. Can we play our favorite song? <laughs> yeah, please, friend. Please take this devil child out of my hands so, and heal me. I've um, heard a. This is one of those songs that just played when you know Spotify just lets us do its thing, and I love mm-hmm. when that happens because mm-hmm. I discovered a new artist named Jay Warner, and mm-hmm. he has a song called Strawberry Moon, and this is how it goes. literally looked over at my phone like what (laughs) who is this so it's jay warner it's just the letter j last name warner and the song is called strawberry moon and it's every song i ever heard with strawberry in the title being good it's always good right strawberry Strawberry letter letter 20 strawberry swing 
<laughs> and if you listen to the rest of the songs that he has, they're all good. So that's a, a fun discovery. Um, let me see who else. You Somebody know was what playing song? the shit out that bass too. Doom, 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 doom. You heard it right. Doom, they was jamming. <laughs> shit. I said, Just is that an really- oboe? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that was like a jam. And then I I randomly fell into an oldie but forever goodie that is just going to make y'all's day. Mm. Um, I started listening to Wonderwall by Oasis this week and just could not stop playing it. I was like, was you at karaoke with some white folks? In my head, maybe. So for those who haven't heard it and for those who are ready to jump into some nostalgia, it's Oasis Wonderwall. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you got to do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Oh my God, I would play it all the time. And then lastly, so y'all, did y'all watch the season finale of Euphoria? Oh my God. I did. And I know we're all very sad. We won't ruin it, but rest in peace. (laughs) He said, no, we're going to ruin it. I am devastated. How could they? That's one of my favorite characters. Uh, Look at Dustin. Damn. As I look into my ashtray, because okay. he ain't do nothing to deserve that, man. Ugh, it just, he didn't mm. deserve that. Why would they give? I wonder if he just because I, you know, that kid is like an athlete, like training for mm-hmm. the Olympics. I'm like, I wonder if the scheduling was just too much or something because that didn't make no sense to me. He was a perfect Maybe. character. I mean, perfect. I wonder, I wonder if they did that because they were like, oh, it's, it's coming back. What year? Oh, nah, he, he gonna be um 2024, right, right? He gonna be. Yeah. In the Olympics, right? Well, no, because right. it's another four or years. But another training or some shit, who knows? Right, or something. But um, so they played a song called I'm Tired. Did y'all hear it? And the voice was so pretty. I knew it was Labyrinth. Please don't mm-hmm. tell me you playing that boy, because everybody said he sounded like Avocado's friend. Not Elliot. No, 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 no not oh, Elliot. About I'm talking about, you never heard of the artist Labyrinth? He's a really, really no, dope yeah, yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, He has been working 
a lot on the show mm-hmm. this season because this is like probably the third song of his I've Sword heard. Placement, yeah. Yeah, and it's like songs that were created for Euphoria because when mm-hmm. you Shazam it, it says, you know, Euphoria soundtrack. But then there was this, uh, a girl singing on it and it sounded so pretty. I was like, who is this girl? I did not know that Zendaya can sing. Zendaya. And it was her. Yes, she was singing on this song with Labyrinth. And she sounds so pretty. And what a pleasant surprise to see her name pop up when I Shazam the song at the end of the episode. Didn't Zendaya used to make music? Apparently, because when I went to her Spotify, she has like 14 million Yeah, I was going to say, I listeners. feel like I used to see that. Yeah, I just know that she, she was had like a, a whole rack of track. Or something, so I didn't really listen to her, but I remember she had like music. Hmm, yeah, crazy. but you know, even with those like Disney kids, they can carry tunes, but you wouldn't think like, oh, this is a singer, you know? And she's like so talented to think of her being able to hit you with a vocal then she's like a model kills you with all the images and fashion then she's an incredible mm. actress it's like endless with this young black lady, so. treasure i mean truly. i just want her to break up with that boy why i Spider-Man? hate them together yeah why they look happy but i want y'all to hear First of all, the song is called I'm Tired, and it's Labyrinth, spelled L-A-B-R-I-N-T-H. He does the opening uh, verse, but then she ends the record, and I just need y'all to hear it. Dustin's head, he was leaning against the wall with his eyes closed. Beautiful. <laughs> it was just, it was so ethereal. It just, oh my okay. God. Okay. And it's just, even with the times today, you know, just how the world feels right now, just very tired, very, very tired. So I thought it was a very appropriate record. And honestly, yep. she sounds so good. She just tapped into the emotions that the, the words needed. To me, that's yes, a vocalist, did. you know, and she's just so good. So I'm tired, Labyrinth featuring Zendaya, um, and those are my three records. But we ain't tired oh, of that song. Never that. <laughs> what you been listening to, Dustin Ross? This song right here is called Stay featuring Gab- Gabzy by Melvito. Oh, I, beats kicking, 
dancing with it. Me, my guys chilling. Hold on a minute, cause I see you wasted. Really hope you stay there. Really wanna touch me, I really wanna play there. I wanna know who are you? Don't mean to bother you. Sorry, excuse me. Who are you? Don't mean to trouble you, yeah, yeah. Tell me she's feeling me. She tell me she won't follow me to the corner. My friends, them are calling me. I tell them, hold on, she's gone. See, girl, I wanna get to know. Get to know your body. Yeah, body. Everyday F freak for y'all motherfuckers. I love that. <laughs> the, the, the next the next song I'm gonna play for y'all is actually gonna be some exclusive preview-ish. This is a new song by Division that him and Jermaine Dupree were working on in the studio. I believe Ooh. it's called Don't Take Your Love From Me, but we're gonna play it. And here we go, y'all. Listen. Produced by Jermaine Dupree. They've been in the kitchen cooking. Uh, him, Jermaine Dupree, and um, Brian Michael Cox. Um, the last song I'm going to play for y'all is by Lil Elt. And it's called Get the Gat. This song is from 1992. It's <laughs> a Southern classic. <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know. If you ever spend any time in New Orleans or in the South Party and you know this song. Here we go. Yo, yo, man. Get the Gat, Get the get, 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 get the get. Fire. Yeah. Well, I have a few things that I want to play, a few artists I want to highlight. Um, there's an artist, her name is Maita, M A E T A. Oh, Maita. Maita. That's Prince's first wife, right? From Rock Nation. Yeah, I've highlighted her before when she dropped her first single. This Frank For You song is beautiful. I heard her on, um, she sings with Tone Stiff. There's a song they have mm. together called Something in the Water. And it is beautiful. Like, they yeah, both sound so bomb on it. super dope. So, I, I guess from there and Fran um, made, made Frank For You. And it's in, <laughs> it's in my Spotify. Um, it's a beautiful song. She just has, like, a really nice tone. And mm-hmm. the production of it is so crisp and 
Ooh, I love it. So this is made of, I'm gonna just pick a random place here to play. That song is just so nice. Sometimes like, a nigga feel hopeless. <laughs> I like that. Remix. <laughs> okay, she she need a crunk version with somebody else on there, uh, really getting the host. <laughs> um, shout out to how do you say her name, friend? Maida. Maida. Maida boots with my pen. I'm sorry, Maida. Love your Take voice. Loving book. the music. <laughs> you said what? Maida. Take that Facebook. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Maida, definitely uh, a bomb ass play. Another bomb song that I want to play for y'all. Everybody knows Tiana Major Nine is like a bomb ass vocalist. So, her, she's back with the song with Smino. It's called Two Seater, and this is how it goes. I love it when I'm in your car and in your presence. I show you all these songs I wrote about you, baby. I play the songs that you inspire. Baby, home, let's take a ride. I love it when I'm in your car and in your presence. I'm on your wings, let's get in the wind. I don't know when I'm gonna be back this way, this way, this way. So come on outside. Asante, you on a roll this week, baby. I got it again. I saw that it was um the Spotify was it like the new new songs or maybe the release radar, but I was playing that a couple of days ago. That song is so good, especially when you blast it in your house. Her voice and her tone oh, is you know. Not yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll be there because, well, maybe not. I don't uh, I love everybody. Actually, a lot of you tagged me. And friend, I think you might have tagged me as well. But Phoebe Dobson is back. I yes, she is. And I checked her I was out. Like, and I was like, paging Asante. Paging Asante. Hey, <laughs> a lot of um, it's always great when there's an artist comes back doing something that you love them for. Like nothing wrong with people switching it up and doing every, all the new stuff, but Fifi has always just had like a very fresh uh, pop punk perspective, and she comes back with that. So Original, shout out to her. She didn't say I'm gonna come back and memorable. you know try to do what everybody else is doing or any of that. She said <laughs> I'm gonna do what I know how to do, and it's this. So the song is called "Fucking in Love." <laughs> Fucking in love, but it's F C K N. Um, Fifi Dobson. Here we go. Let's just stay here. Sun is shining. 
Thompson. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what it reminds me fresh. of? I love what? it. Here we go now, going to the east side. You remember that song? Um, what's it? Uh, uh, God, is it called South Side by? Uh, is it? What's the girl? The white girl's name? Watch, they gonna know when the when the show come oh, out of tomorrow. They they well, which white girl? Which white girl going to the east side? It sounded just like that. Shout out to Fifi Dobson, though, because that's what we need to be focused on. Okay, Shout so to first top, it sound it, it reminds me of that girl from uh, what's that song? Damn, with the it was the group in uh, Kiss Me. Sixpence none, the, sixpence the yeah, richer. Yeah, sixpence none the richer. Sixpence none the richer. Wait, so, Dustin, you mean Southside by Moby and Gwen Stefani? Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> I googled it, I was like, what song is that? <laughs> Not Moby. <laughs> that white girl. And Moby a white girl, right? No, no Moby's Moby a man. Moby is a man. A bald-headed old white Moby man. Moby is a white woman with short hair. Man. <laughs> an old white man. That's Gwen. <laughs> We've got to praise you. Like Moby. Should. Moby. I thought Moby was a... Uh, praise you like I did. Right. That weird-ass video that I will you. never, ever get over and would love to recreate that for something. That song is good as hell. That video was amazing to me. Um, also, because we're because we talked about Mopey in that video, I want to quickly just shout out um, Eagle Eye Cherry. <laughs> I love tonight. Eagle Eye Cherry. Oh, save tonight, but the break of dawn. Come, Come tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gone. Save. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Eagle Eye Cherry. I saw recently someone did a write up on how uh, fashion forward his video was and how it's still the fashions are still fresh today. And the song was always the shit, and the video was always really cool to me. And it always came on at a really creepy hour on VH1, whether it was really late or really early. But they always played some music. Or the worst hour, so right I before school. There. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I have to take this with me, like this oh safe God. tonight emotion. Like, I don't even know what this is. Um, but yes, that does it for the music segment. I would love to give the wheels back over to you, Dustin Ross, because we all want to know what you've been watching. Well, first yeah. of all, Abbott Elementary, which hopefully you've been subscribed to the Friend Zone, <laughs> patreon.com slash the Friend Zone podcast, and keeping up with our original series, <laughs> uh, The Binge, which you can watch over there where we break Wait. down Abbott Elementary every week. Can mm-hmm. I tell you how Maya texted me this morning? She was like, why did I click on The Binge thinking that it was a conscious parenting episode? <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, she saw out the loop, so all she saw was Abbott Elementary, and she was like, Oh, this must be the, the child one. <laughs> She's like, I sat through the whole thing, I was like, What are they talking about? <laughs> I was like, This mom, why would child. she sit through the whole thing? She said she damn near finished the whole episode before she realized this is a recap of a fucking TV show. Wow, <laughs> and then and then Ava walked past. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that in there because I died. It's like you mm-hmm. are a mom, a mom. <laughs> well, yes. So, Abbott Elementary, though, but I just wanted everybody to know that they're taking a three week break. So, oh, for tonight okay. and the next two weeks after, um, it's going to be a long three weeks, but we're going to stay strong, y'all. Um, <laughs> but in three weeks, they're coming back with more new episodes. So, keep that in mind. That's um, interesting. Bel-Air. Why do shows do that? Do you know? 
episode orders increase, all kinds of things happen. They could have had a certain episode number of episodes banked, and then because the show is really success, they really successful, have to shoot more. All kind of shit happens. Okay, Advert- I ad buys, sporting events, holidays, calendar issues. There's always all sorts of things that can impact scheduling when it comes to linear TV like that. I always mm-hmm. wonder because This Is Us has the most random schedule. Like they'll leave for two yeah. weeks. Come back and post four episodes, then they'll leave. That's because they play with your emotions. You know, people need them emotional breaks. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah, and is it's this also show so, it's such a diverse cast. So you don't know if they on CP time, white people early. You don't, you don't know people book age come tomorrow. You don't know what's going on. So, um, but that's going on. Um, Monique Samuels from the Real Housewives of Potomac. And also from the upcoming Love and Marriage DC, she's got a new gig on the radio, a morning show in Washington DC. I'm gonna tell you nice. which station Ooh. it is, so that our listeners, I know we get a lot of love in DC, and I want you guys to support this to show DC. because I love Monique Samuels. She's been a longtime favorite of mine on that show. But Potomac, I'm excited for her new show, Love and Marriage DC, produced by none other than our boy Carlos King. Carlos Monique King. is on. The Good Morning Show. Uh, it comes on every morning from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on WPGC. Ooh, that's the a DM, schedule. The DNA of the DMV. <laughs> yeah, she's a mother of three, honey. Ouch. Um, WPGC 95.5 in the DMV. Listen to that. Tune in. Support Monique and The Good Morning Show. Um, that's our homegirl. Other than that, Bel Air, I've watched. Um, and I am in love with Bel Air on Peacock. I told y'all that last week. Um, if I didn't, at least I thought I did. I don't know. You I'll did. be high. Um, I love I watched Bel-Air, the first though. episode. I told you I apologize Peacock. for the bad guys in advance. The bad guys <laughs> in Philly at the beginning. Like, oh, John Bull, this John Bull, Bull John. <laughs> I'm like, because Peacock, um, apparently they have different tiers of payment mm-hmm. prices, and depending mm-hmm. on how much you pay. So you got the one with commercials. No, I. Got the free I'm about one to say, <laughs> that only oh, let me see the first episode and then was like, bye. Oh, that's what. <laughs> okay. But I saw it. It was cool. I sent you my <laughs> anyway, um, no problem. <laughs> but uh, so that's been great. The actors on there are doing a great job. I actually watched the Kanye West Genius documentary on I Netflix. I did too. And it was really, I love his mom, man. That's my really thoughts, the standout for me. My thoughts are on this week's episode of Warning Signs, which you can find on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the friends on podcast. Mm-hmm. Watch this week's episode of Warning Signs where I break down my feelings on the Kanye West Genius documentary. And I'm not going to share anything here. You it was, the, it it was the episode description for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if you know, you know. Um, also, I thought it was fascinating in episode two. I will say this. It was fascinating in episode two of that documentary when he was visiting that choir and they were arranging the vocals for that live um, recording oh, of yeah. Through the Wire. Mm-hmm. That, the way that that choir director was getting them the fuck in order and, and organizing that sound, mm-hmm. that was incredible to witness. Kanye West's suggestions for the ways that they could um, incorporate different melodies and harmonies and break that down was incredible. I... Thoroughly enjoyed that. I love watching people make music anyway. Me That's too. one of the That's main things I miss. Me. Yeah, I miss that about us recording our podcast. I'm glad everybody's thriving and we're able to do what we do. But y'all know I love being in the studio and I miss right. being in the midst of all those artists creating and shit. That's true. It'd be 
fine ass artists walking past us. We in there just lounging and connecting. All the sex I'm missing out on. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you's is happy. I'm glad you's is in your house. I'm glad you's is happy with this, eh? Because I'm not. Okay, I'm missing out. Well, you's is striving. But, uh, <laughs> but I guess that's it. You know what I'm saying? I just you wish everybody love and peace. No, I ain't watching that shit. Watching uh, Jenny's wooden face ventriloquist dummy face. What show face did ass. you say or something? The Real Housewives of Salt, Salt Lake City. They had their reunion oh. for season two. I'm not interested after them racist ass <laughs> Facebook posts from that racist bitch devil uh, Jenny that was on there. I don't want to see nothing about it. They gunning black people down dead in the street and her motherfucking wooden tooth Pinocchio mouth ass <laughs> sitting up there on that damn um, stage like that and got the gall. They going to ask that bitch. That, see, they filmed the reunion. This is why I didn't want to do this, Asante. <laughs> I didn't want to do this. Just you like know, you got me for Erica Banks. They now. filmed, they filmed the reunion. Yeah, please, friend, because you need something sweet because it's about to get real <laughs> tart. It's about to get Come real on. tart. She, they filmed the reunion before the bitch got cold busted. You know what I'm so saying? For that racist ass, hateful ass shit she put on Facebook about George <laughs> Floyd and black people getting killed by the police and shit. What? Hor- horrible shit. Right. Too horrible. And then the dumb ass bitch gonna get on there after she get cold busted, right? Busted. <laughs> By, and flat out busted gonna say, uh, I don't apologize for being a Republican. And I, I actually, uh, and I, I, I didn't, but my uh, social media manager, who, that's your problem. You have this inflated <laughs> sense of ego. And this is why I'm no longer licensing and co-signing delusion. You didn't have a social media manager because you ain't no damn body. You didn't have no team. You did that. Then was your thoughts and your feelings that you could share on that page because your little, your motherfucking, uh, totem pole face ass thought that you had something to say and you wanted to get it off your chest and that's and you were so excited to be a housewife you had them thick ass platform shoes on looking ridiculous <laughs> sitting up there on that stage weird hairline I'm so glad she's gone you were never a housewife so she got never. fired hell bravo mm-hmm. fired the shit out of her and made a post like a text nice. post nice. hell yeah they, 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 they sent that bitch packing and they're badass <laughs> children too and you were never a housewife. You never cut the mustard. I always thought she was a space filler at best. And I'm so glad she's gone. She threw a glass at the only other black woman that was on the uh, the only black woman that was on the cast. A who glass. Quit. Threw mm. a glass at her. Mad aggressive. Always was cutting her off and telling her, hey, "Shut the fuck up, Maria. You know how like just all that shit." They addressed that at the reunion. They asked I hated her, about her from oh, the day one, one. Married to her grandpa. She threw a glass at her? She threw a glass yeah. at her as if she ain't Shit. been through enough. Got to okay. fuck on her granddaddy. <laughs> Meanwhile, so Mary, a didn't, lot. Mary didn't come to the reunion. They asked Jenny questions no, about... Uh, the Mary shit. They asked her questions about the racist shit. And it's really funny that this all happened because on the show, they show her come out. She's like... Yeah, everybody has the capacity to be racist. And then I'm sitting there watching like, you too, girl. <laughs> Mainly you actually. I really but. wish Bravo would have cut her scenes out because it was really right. insulting to watch that. It was actually really hard to watch that, knowing what we know. And I'm not a person who, believe it or not, this is going to sound crazy coming out of my mouth, but y'all know my heart and I mean this. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not a person who banks a lot on people's personal choices. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I can like your product without liking your personal choices. But when you go to certain extremes like posting horrible things about black people getting gunned down and pulling their pants up and they killing each other anyway, but the police the problem, yeah, you're an idiot and shit. She just had, I mean, it was just nasty, vile, racist, KKK, KKKK 
shit. That's what it was. And it's so, not so we okay. have to watch the reunion knowing that they never get to address any of that. Any of and that. Like, but and but like, you know what else? We got to watch that reunion. You know what else we got to watch that reunion knowing? We ain't never going to see that bitch again. And she wanted to be <laughs> famous so damn bad. And she was so thirsty So for that fame. whole franchise is just different. It's a lot okay. going on. One bitch going to city. jail. A racist bitch got axed. Jeez. Uh, bitch married to her grandfather. I mean, I know it's a lot of stuff about the lines that crossed in that area of the country, you know. But I didn't know it was this much going on. It's like, <laughs> okay. it's a lot going on over there in Utah. Okay. <laughs> SLC has a lot things. going on. Um, but that's it, you know. Wait, Other what are your thoughts that, on else? Bad Boys Club? Bad, bad. Boys, I don't have any thoughts boys. on that. Good luck oh to the show. Oh my God, I saw that trailer. And I don't have any thoughts. What are your thoughts on that, friend? Andrew <laughs> Caldwell popped up with his cornrows and his fur. Good luck to everybody on the show. I hope the show is a runaway success. I don't know who anyone else is. I only know him and the one Where that the money popped reside. out of the trunk. Yes, that's it though. I one, think. Of those, one of those young men was Kirk Franklin's son. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There's a lot of people on that show. So let's just move on. I wish it the best. Like, congratulations to everybody involved. I wish that show the best. I really, truly do. Are you watching? Um, Candy and the Gang? Yes, it comes on this Sunday on Bravo. <laughs> it's a spinoff about Candy's show, The OLG. Yes, and if you're talking about Bad Boys Club, yeah, I'm going to watch. He's a kid. I'm going to watch. Yeah. It just was on my notes that's on the screen. So I've seen that first. <laughs> So it's like Candy in the Game. Candy yeah. in the Game does but premiere next week. I'm yes. curious about this one. I'm going to watch the first episode. Yeah. I just what have Candy to see game? what it, I mean, I'm sure the title works for both shows. <laughs> <laughs> I think Andrew out on TV. <laughs> Dearly beloved. We are to witness, to bear witness to the fact that it ain't always me. I try to tell you, <laughs> this is Fran. Okay, Fran being on the board, though. and I love no. it, girl. You well, need another I... mango. Get some more mango. Because if that's what you're, you if this, if this a, mango is, put a battery is, in my back. If it's lighting your fire like this, so. get that mango, Fran. <laughs> Because that, that right there, (laughs) it went like this, and then it went like this, and it was like, boom, it hit me dead in the face. I was like, she just said. (laughs) What I was saying before I was interrupted. I know what you were saying. (laughs) Was that I'm going to watch the first episode, because I'm so curious to see Andrew Caldwell (sighs) on television. Me too, and it's about time. So I'm Andrew Caldwell is on there. Shout out to Andrew Caldwell. Shout out. Shout out to Milan <laughs> Christopher. Christopher. Milan, shout out to Milan Christopher. Milan Christopher is on that show too. Shout mm-hmm. out to Dorelli Rails where the money resides. He's on that yes. show. Yes. Shout out to and popping know, out the trunk. I thought was really cute. which was dope. That was so a good cute. touch. It was. But it's gonna be funny. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it yep, just like we've been I watching am. Jocelyn's Cabaret. Have y'all been watching that? Because I have. Lo- yes. No. Been watching. <laughs> been watching. Love it. Love the cabaret. Love so this the is on Zeus. Lexi Blow. This mm-hmm. is another yes. Zeus show. Okay. Yes. Cool. Uh, Lexi Blow has been looking so much better. I was very worried for a while because you know when the girls she first is a came in. Ball. Is that the capoeira? <laughs> the capoeira girl? 
No, she's the one uh-uh. that Capoeira girl took down. Uh, oh, okay, with the titties out. Is she had yes. titties out. Okay. And she always wears this really ugly top with the titties out. And Charlotte's I hate it so much. <laughs> oh, and it's like, I guess the titties are supposed to distract you from how ugly the top is, but it doesn't. And I wish she would burn it. But anyway, I just had, well, I didn't have. I rather think of, when I think of seasonal progression, I love that Jocelyn's show did it with or without the actual girl she chose because Chanel... And Lexi came back, and they weren't really on no shit. And I love the fact that Amber kind of called their ass out on that in the beginning. She's like, Amber be doing too much. Like, she really needs somebody to rock her jaw. She needs to be rocking her shit. Like, one of them other girls needs to stop. Because she be straight bullying them hoes. Like, shut up, bitch. I I don't like you. And if you say something else, I'm going to bust you, your motherfucker. Like, that's Y'all ain't about shit. Y'all ain't about nothing. I'm just going to say, y'all some fake assholes and... And even though she be right, it's like, bitch, who are you? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, to disrespect it's somebody like that. Spinoff energy. I feel like a lot but of shows have that. And I trying mean, to they trying. On <laughs> Jocelyn's Cabaret. Her and um, stupid ass K Capri. That's why old girl Willie, even said, though she get on my nerves. You said Kid Capri? No, K, K, K Capri. Capri. Oh Close. my God. I was but like, shut the... <laughs> I, be, I be calling her Kid Capri. All too, you got to do like, is throw away the ID. And it's the same. But anyway, like, so look. So... This K Capri throw away the ID, but you know what, friend? So, you just made me think of you know how MTV used to have the challenge and all that. Uh-huh. Eventually, Zeus is going to get to a point to where they have that because all these going to be called Squid Game. The filter system. Because the people on Zeus going to kill each other. It's going to be called Squid Game. Oh, you know they're going to be fighting on there. The reality you know they're going to be fighting. What was that shit you was talking last time, bitch? Boom. Before we got here. Like, so when I heard what, what was going to be in the house, I knew I was just going to Like, I just see it just going crazy. And Anyways. she came back in with that goddamn... With the orange wig, which was awful. And, like... I said, what? where the fuck did you sleep last night? I know they put her in a hotel, <laughs> but goddamn. <laughs> she came so back in looking weird. like she had literally licked a wall socket. I was like, you all right? Where, where? Goddamn. <laughs> like, that's, that's what she looked like. Um... <laughs> So that was going on. <laughs> then K Capri, loud barking, loud, 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 <laughs> and always got something to say. I don't know what kind of act she's trying to pull. Friend, you ever seen them people where like they get in a confrontation with somebody they about to fight, right? They low key lose like the argument <laughs> or the physical fight. But then they just start yelling as loud as they can and they, they just won't shut the fuck up and they so mad and I just, I'm not gonna shut. And, ah, ah. Like, no, because like she threw a do. Red Bull can at my face, so do I get to throw one back at her too? And here's the and thing. And she's like the tallest girl. She is you gotta literally... yell to distract from the fact that you might get your ass beat right now. <laughs> but the thing is, you did. Like, Wet Wet, you did. We all hate Wet Wet, right? She hate got her. on our nerves. We wanted her to get uh, beat wet, up. Wet. But the fact that, but the fact, <laughs> this is Asante's fault because is this one of y'all that always sings that on the show? Because I don't even know what song that's for. It's from Young Thug. <laughs> I don't know. If it's first of all, first of all, I don't sing that song on this show. One of y'all just out of nowhere. That's, that's, that's Young Thug. <laughs> <laughs> why you? I have never sung that song on this show. Oh my god! Wait, wait. Maybe I played it. You once, have. Trust me. I'm not I getting that song from my playlist. But that, 
friend, that's you took a deep dive to get that one because that's off like what part? Like <laughs> that's oh not to say. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this up, friend. What? What? Yeah. Get back, back, back. Ooh, yeah. Listen to that. It's so beautiful. Listen. Woo! Wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow, Yes. Yeah, oh my, my god, the way I'm gonna blast that when this show hurting. is over. I'm yeah, so glad. Honestly, thank you, that friend. Song that's song actually knocks. That's yes. Yes. Thank a, you, Dustin. Look, when you said it, I knew it, but I couldn't believe you said it. But you can't blame that on me because that was It's you. It's like you. You did that. What you mean, friend? Like, <laughs> you don't know who the culprit is. <laughs> it's you. I maybe had 3% to do with that. Like, I didn't smoke that away that I played that. Like, Oh my I didn't even make that wow. ad. I didn't even did that ad lib, friend. Get your wet wet. What? I need to change my wellness segment intro. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh yeah, I got my. Oh my god! Oh Lord, right. have mercy. Wet wet. Damn. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, fuck the show. <laughs> Fuck Jocelyn's Cabaret. I love y'all. This has been the TV Land segment. Hope y'all had a great episode of the Friend Zone because we did, damn it. We are done. This here. was <laughs> hilarious and the best. And if you made it here, please right, if you leave. made it this far. <laughs> you deserve the best. Some leave, leave the water, the wet, wet water emoji. <laughs> leave the, the waves us. emoji. <laughs> the waves emoji. Or, no, or the no, wet, wet, just, the water one. No, I don't the like the drippy one. No, that's, see, that's. Leave, I like leave the that waves. One. Me too. Okay, well, I mean, not Fuck for them waves. We want the drop. We want yeah. the drip. Yeah. Don't you want what, what Barbara Howard say? It's Tuesday, Asante. Ain't you happy to see the man? <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing I want to shout out because I did not do it at the top of the show, and I hope y'all are listening to how ridiculous this is. Because I, I had Ooh. I did it last night. Please oh check God. out Jade and XD's game night. Go to their Twitter at oh, Jade and XD. Oh yes, it was so good. Oh yes, you was you guys it, are so funny. You was team TTG versus Team Bout It Bout It. Uh, it was Jade's team and XD's team. Uh, there was a lot of high. trivia. <laughs> very very testy trivia. Mm-hmm. I thought I was bamboozled a couple of times, but That's see, okay. watch watch. Oh oh, it is okay. Yeah, it's but okay. So like it's in, being a pandemic, you can still blame. Being a pandemic, that. you know, so it was a very on. black event. Great way to close Black History Month and also so go funny. into Women's History Month. So please go watch that at Jaden XD. Check it out. Leave Women's us History leave them Month. your Let's thoughts. Let's cover on some Janelle Monet. <laughs> That's right. The one she had them pussy pants on in that. Remember that video oh, when she had pink. the pussy pants on? Yeah. Women's History, baby. That's what we're Asante, what is that supposed I, I to be? <laughs> you ever seen the. Okay, sorry. I don't On know why I didn't need to do that. No. Stay black and protect your magic. We love you Francis. so much. Thank you what for listening. <laughs>
It, it, needs, it started a, all of it. It needs a rejuvenation. You, you need a yoni pot. A vajazzle. You need a yoni pot. You need, you need to put on... When they, when they be putting them barbershop capes on no. and sitting on them steam pots. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's them barbershop... Them, them barbershop capes. They put them on... Put the cliff in the back and sit on top of that steam pot. <laughs> Goodbye. I Goodbye. think it's wonderful. Please. Goodbye. Goodbye. We love you. Bye, Thank y'all. you for listening. Love See you next week. <laughs>